Blog Talk Radio.
Yeah. Have you got something in mind? Obviously, without revealing it, but something in mind for when it's your pick? I have. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I, I tell you what, I, did, I had an idea about one game, which would, which would not surprise anyone, because everyone knows it's a very, one of my favourite games, and um, uh, I decided I probably wasn't going to pick it, because I think it was someone that mentioned, when, when we did Bubble Bubble last week, someone mentioned, oh, it's, it's good that we're not doing another smup. And I said, oh, shit. <laughs> I was going to do this, but I'll think of something else. Well, I, I'm not going. I've not decided on mine yet. I think I'm, I must be coming up soon for my choice, but it's definitely going to be a racer. It'll probably be before me. Oh, it will be. Yeah, I mean, I was a week or two ahead of you. So mm. it's tricky to choose one because you you've got to think of a game which which ain't going to like spend you, you know you're not going to spend ages on because yeah. you don't want to make like a like an hour video or something on it because it that's what I would like to try and do anyway. Keep you know yeah. videos succinct. I mean, could you imagine we all did an old mummy? Minimum half ever. <laughs> well, imagine a Tetris. Yeah. I mean, a Tetris would take oh. yonks, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I think they like them to be arcade games, don't they? Or arcade Neo games. Neo mm. Well, I think anything that's commonly emulated, probably. Um, I think that's the that's the direction. Yeah. So. I've just noticed, so, Jim. I've just noticed this other side of this island, by the way. I was over there the other day. I had, I've, oh, I, I've had a well, I haven't been there yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, he keeps it in a right mess. You, your, your side of the island's much tidier. Well, that that will be the OCD. Yeah. yeah. And he keeps yeah. In, in, encroaching onto my side of the island as well, which still really annoys me. Does he? Yeah. Bastard. All you get is what he... Riffraff coming from that from that side. She's just, just, just chucking DVD cases your way and VCRs and stuff, yeah. Yeah, of course this is the original and the best. Oh, of course. The the well, actually, it's not the original, but there we will gloss over that. <laughs> well, yeah, in, in a manner of speaking. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, wait. So when is it actually your first year again? Is it October eighteenth? It's on the sixteenth. Sixteenth. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple of uh, just random uh, videos on YouTube before, but like I, like I explained in the video, um, and the channel never had a direction and it, and didn't have a focus or a subject or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and then it was, and as I've all, I've said on numerous occasions, it kind of stemmed from uh, writing on the Pixel Empire. I thought, well, I could, if I could transfer that into the written word into spoken, that would be quite fun and. And uh, obviously watch things. Obviously watch Benway and uh, and 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 Dave Longboy, and uh, them two. Kind of yeah. There we go. So, yeah. So this it was the 16th of October. I uploaded the first GX4000 video, and uh, so that's kind of the mark of my anniversary. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the Pixel Empire, funnily enough, because I don't think that's something we spoke a lot about the last time you were on. I don't think it was from memory. Mm. Um, how long have you been doing that? Oh blimey! Uh, must be, I must be. In, I'm into my third year with that now. We've done so have you, sorry. one Halloween special. We've done two Christmas. We've done two Christmas specials. So yeah, this will be coming out to our third Christmas. So yeah, this is the third year I've been I've been with the site, and I was the I was the um, the last writer to join the gang of four. So how did it all come about? This pixel game player. Um, the editor Tom. Uh, I met him via a, 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 a product review website uh, called Chow, right. and uh, same with um, one of the other writers on it, Alan. I met him at the same time as well, 
uh, I, I didn't actually speak to them a lot um, until uh, I saw uh, a link that Alan had put on one of the one of the writing forums, and he said, "I'll oh, check this site out. This is much more fun than writing reviews about baked beans and shit." <laughs> and uh, and, I, and I looked at it, and I thought that is actually a really cool idea. Like a, it's like an honest archive of uh, of games, and um, and it's not like we're we're, we're stopping them anything. Any any other machine that we've been exposed to or experienced with, and the games that are on them, we uh, replay them or don't have to replay them sometimes because they're so memorable, and, and then write what our honest thoughts are. I mean, these are unbiased thoughts. I mean, yeah. uh, if people would say, yeah, of course, I write for the GX1000, well, of course I do, but, and it's, it's common knowledge that I like the machine, yes, but I, I'm also a realist, and, you know, I'll slag a bad game off on it, and I will, and I do, and if you read my review on Operation Thunderbolt, for instance, I slag it to the hilt because it's worth it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't think you were overly... Enthusiastic um, about um, crazy cars. No, uh, crazy no, cars, whatever. No. It was, yeah, I remember no. I was uh, down at Blackpool, and you were showing me the GX four thousand, and crazy, crazy cars was a game that was on. I don't think you were too complimentary about it. No, I was hoping that they would choose one of the good games, uh, but yeah. crazy cars is crazy cars two is one of the most common games for it, and one of the cheapest. So that's probably why they had it. Um, yeah. And like I said to you at the time, if they had a rarer game, maybe a better game. I would, the chances are someone would have it away, which is not very nice, really. But mm. if Robocop 2 was in there, or Pang especially, like I said, if Pang was in there, someone would have had that away. And ironically, Pang was playing on the C64GS next door to it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, ironically, it would it would have been you that nicked it. <laughs> no, I've already got it. I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't. I couldn't do that. I couldn't. I couldn't do that. As much as I would love the game, I, I couldn't do that. That would be really, really. I feel terrible with myself if I did that. But they could yeah. have had Burning Rubber playing. No one would have nicked Burning Rubber, and at least it's a half decent game, as you just recently found out. Yeah, that was an interesting game. Very, very difficult. Well, it's all right. Then we didn't get the buttons right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, do you know, I didn't even notice it. When, obviously, when I looked back at it, I seen, oh, yeah, change keys. I didn't even notice it when I was playing it. I'd, I'd, mm. I'd, well, no, that's not... I probably did notice it. I probably just didn't think to do it because I didn't realise it was going to be up, so... so I think, uh, yeah, but a lot of... you got to remember that a lot of the... You should know this with your Atari um, 65XE, that a lot of the racers that were on the 8-bits, they used joysticks, so therefore up was the default accelerator, wasn't it? Do you know, this is going to sound weird coming from the biggest racing fan in the world, um, but when I had the Atari 65 XC, I didn't even think I had a racing game on it. Didn't? I played all uh, platform games and football management games on, on that. Yeah. And uh, well, text, adventure, text Adventures. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering I if it had something like Formula One or Wet Clemon or Buggy Boy well, or was, some of the old classics on it. It would have had it. I just, I didn't, for whatever reason, I, I honestly can't remember having a single racing game on that system. I had, a, I had a plethora of racing games for the CPC, and uh, all of them, um, unless you were obviously operating off keys, all of them were up to accelerate on the joystick. And this is before joypads were the normal. So yeah, yep, that's probably why they did it. Yeah. Um, so getting back to the Pixel Empire, is that so? Is, Kind of journalism or something you've been interested in doing? Yeah, yeah. I, I, writing is prob- is probably my bigger love, but via that, it's got it, it's got me more and more interested in all types of media. And of course, YouTube has helped me get into sort of like the visual audio media kind of thing. 
So I like, yeah, when I say I like journalism, I like um, fun, it's very difficult to associate, I'm going to say fun but critical, but because I don't like to uh, go on about serious political subjects or religious subjects, or, you know, all the serious stuff that that you hear yeah. day in day out that d- d- just depresses you. I don't want to write stuff that depresses you. I want to. I want to. I want to write stuff that's knowledgeable and possibly entertaining. Yeah. So, I'm the same. I've always been interested in journalism, but not anything serious. It's always been football or games or music or something like that for, for myself. Yeah. But the problem is, no news is good news, as they say. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're trying to have a laugh of it. I think the, the best yeah. thing of the Pixel Empire is that out of the four of us, we've all, we've all got different views. We've all got very strong views. Um, and uh, I think me and Alan uh, are very um, opposite in a lot of ways and a lot of our views. We do agree on a lot of things. Uh, he's yeah. a bigger, meager person, Commodore, and of course I'm Amstrad. Uh, Tom, ironically, is Spectrum. So all four, all, all sorry, all three of the eight bits are covered there, um, yeah. excluding the Atari, of course, um, and the BBC. Um, so it's quite. We've got a nice. Um, back catalogue to delve into when it comes to retro stuff and then we've got all the modern stuff coming from Shane because uh, he's the, <coughs> the real modern gamer of all of, it, all of yeah. us the Xbox man as we call him <laughs> so, so these guys have they got YouTube channels? Uh, no they, well Shane does uh, yeah. Shane's got a YouTube channel um, he does some he's done some time splitters long plays and stuff like that um, Steady Sphere <coughs> his name is on YouTube Steady Sphere mm-hmm. I, shall, I shall look him up if you go to the uh, contributors section of the website, um, all the details to contact the writers um, are, are all there. Cool. Yeah. Um, have you ever thought of doing, like, obviously you do written reviews and you do, you do your kind of NRG five-minute gameplays, but have you ever thought of, like, doing a, doing video reviews and then stick a name on the site or on your YouTube channel? Um, of of what? A game? Yeah, say for example... You do an NRG five ten minute mm. gameplay, and you've usually got a link saying Pixel Empire review coming soon. So instead mm. of like clicking that for a written review, you'd maybe go to a, like a video review, you know, something like that. Well, that's what I didn't want the NRG to be. I, I I didn't want the NRG to be like a like a very like a strict down the middle down the straight review, uh, or or anything like a, and like an amusing review. Say look, Larry does, which are fantastic. His reviews are brilliant. Um, love them. Um, I want it to be sort of like a little bit of, you know, reactionary gameplay, and a little bit yeah. of knowledge in there, and a little bit of humour, and and I think what gels it together is I generally play games that I I'm enthused by, whether they're bad or whether they're good. Yeah. Um, if I play a game and I don't, I don't feel it, as it were, then I won't. I kind of won't do it. I, I obviously fulfil requests. <clears throat> yeah. Then, though. Big Mother Truckers too. Oh, I find some gems, certainly. <laughs> that one wasn't, but <laughs> I do find some gems. I have to say, I went and done a, a gameplay of it myself a few weeks no, back. No, you did, and yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. In fact, it's interesting. If it wasn't for the fact that my PlayStation 2 is upstairs in the spare room, uh, and I can't be asking up here sometimes, especially when you come home from work and you, you just want to show it in your living room, so I don't really get that much chance to the PS2 so otherwise I would be playing it I'd be playing it all the time hopefully and try to complete it that's why I've got um, I've got my PS2 is upstairs as well actually mm. um, but I've got I've got them set up in the way that the most commonly played machines are always set up yeah so um, I've got I've got the Wii U permanently set up and upstairs I've got the PS2 permanently set up uh, I, I did set up the PS3 
and I did set up my uh, oh the GX four thousand is always set up as well. It's this it's just yeah. there, it's next to the upstairs. Um but the SNES and the Mega Drive and all them they're away, tucked away and uh, when they come out they're good for a good gaming session. But yeah, normally the Wii U um and the uh, and the uh and the and the PS two do the job. Yeah. All I mean is I set up sort of the PS two is yeah, it's up the stairs, but it's set up. I mean, I could put it on right now. I'm in the spare room just now, for enough, because the wife's down the stairs. Uh, I could switch. I could switch it on right now if I wanted, but um, I just mm. I don't like coming up to sit and play games in the spare room because there's no chair in here. So I'm sitting on a bed, and it's bad for your back. Uh, but downstairs, I've got all my consoles so hooked up. But I'm currently sharing a power cable with my PS3 and my original Xbox because the one that I got from the original Xbox, which is where I play my own retro stuff. Is, yeah. uh, was was faulty. Some the one for the PS3 works for that. Some kind of flipping between the PS3 <laughs> and the Xbox with one wire. So, well, uh, um, the PS3 is just sitting there doing nothing at the moment because I've got the goddamn thing working. <laughs> well, this uh, funnily enough, you should mention your PS3. This is going to be going to be one of my questions. How is that going? Uh, also, um, not good. Go- oh. Well, no, I couldn't get it going. I need um, I need a Blu-ray drive for it. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not afraid of opening the. As you can see in my videos, I'm not afraid of opening these things up. I'm having a tinker. I mean, um, I like to learn. Um, you, surprisingly, you think you know something, and then you learn something else, which is amazing, really. Um, but that's you know, that's all part of part of the fun, isn't it? Um, yeah. I generally try not to strip them down for fun in, in that sense because I don't want to ruin them. I, I'm always terrified of. I mean, I did that to my second Duke 4000. This. <laughs> There was Do nothing wrong with it. There was yeah, I've I've had four. Um, <laughs> the first the first one just died of um, overuse basically. Um, it, uh, I did the old thing of putting the power cable in the wrong socket. That's uh, how many people blow them up. But the second one, there was nothing wrong with it. It was working fine. And I thought, um, oh, wouldn't it be fun just to open it up and have a look what's inside? And I did that. Yeah. I put it back together and it didn't work. So I killed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm, I'm not technical myself. I've always been care- careful of opening something up and trying to sort of like... With YouTube, it's actually a lot easier now because there's a lot of people doing guides and doing bra- uh, teardowns yeah. and breakdowns. And Gadget UK, for instance, fantastic, uh, some of his stuff. And, uh, and, and of course, Stuart. Um, and, it, and that, that helps, and you kind of sort of have the confidence that, you, that you're not going to blow yourself up or blow your treasured piece of kit up. So yeah, yeah, I would, I would have never have thought of doing it, and it's not something I've ever really thought about doing. But now that you've got, as you say, you've got YouTube. If something goes wrong with one of my machines, I probably would look up YouTube and, and have a wee tinker. But not, thankfully, I've not had to do it apart from once when I got my Mega Drive last year, and it mm. turned up and the, the controller wasn't working. So I looked up a YouTube video on it. Told you how to fix this. So I had it all apart, put it back together, fixed it. I was all tough for myself. First yeah. technical thing I've ever oh, done yeah. in my life. Yeah. It, it, it's de- definitely self-satisfaction. It's definitely satisfaction. Yeah. There, man. I, I fixed the because um, I fixed the PS1 that I got, which had a had a, a dodgy loading tray. Uh, all it needed was just um, some. Um, it has some uh, rubber buffers un- underneath the disc reader, and they were yeah. just worn out. So I just changed them. It's it's as right as rain. It's like you bought it yesterday. The PS2 had a jamming drawer, which was common with them. Just took that mechanism apart, put it back together. Fiddly, but works. Uh, yeah, I've had some successes. I think I was well happy with my Game Boy, fixing the <laughs> screen on that. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah, my, my Xbox 360 
drawer has recently started to stick. Not all the time, but occasionally I'll press a button and the tray's not coming out. So I think that is probably on the way on its way out. It might okay. be just something as simple as, as stuff wrapped around the cogs. Yeah. It, sometimes it really just is as simple as like, like a stray hair or fluff or dust or something that's got in the system and, and just wrapped itself around a mechanism. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've actually been quite lucky with my systems. Of, I mean, I've had that Xbox 360 since 2008 or 2009 or something like that. Oh, you never got the red ring? Never. Never got a red mm. ring. And never had a problem with my PS3 ever. Um, well. Despite the fact that I, I hold my hands up, uh, I'm not the world's greatest um, frequent duster so my stuff does get dusty <laughs> despite that they fact, do yeah anything black they, I mean when they're made of shiny black shiny black is terrible for a console because it just gets so much dust on it so quickly the PS3 the the Wii U gets so dusty so quickly I, and when I say to people oh, well, well, and my Wii U you know, people say my Wii U is gathering dust well no shit it gathers dust after one day <laughs> yeah <laughs> It doesn't mean to say you're not playing it. <laughs> yeah, the last time I came up the stairs to record a PS2 gameplay, I just had to wipe a two inches worth of dust yeah. off my PS2. <laughs> yeah, the PS2 gets covered in it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, we need to go on the game soon, I suppose. But I was. I think so. I was gonna, <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you about quickly. Was uh, another series that you launched since we last uh, had you on David Allen Games was uh, your Mastermindless quiz? Yes. Yes, I was of course a guest on, uh, or I should yes. say a, a contestant on. So that must be that's you saying that's reaching its climax at Christmas then. It, yeah, I hope. But, but I want, that's the objective. Yeah, the objective is to reach its uh, climax uh, just before Christmas. Uh, I've got another four episodes planned, so we've got another two more heats. Yeah. Um, one should have been recorded uh, last week, but mm. it wasn't. It will yes. be though. And I've got the guests lined up for the final heat as well. And then we go into a semi-final episode, a playoff episode, yeah. whatever we want to call it. I haven't named it yet. And then there will be a f- grand final. Chris Shank currently is the top leader. He is, yeah. Chris, yeah, yeah. Chris Shank is leading. No one's actually even come close to him yet. Um, yeah. Monkey Spaz is, is the closest with 19. You, yourself, you are joint with uh, uh, Scott on 16. Yeah. If it wasn't for that opening round, I'm sure I could have fared a lot better. So it's just a, it's a luck of the draw, isn't it? Though I mean, I've I mean, I it is luck of the draw, yeah, yeah. yeah I the mean, last, like one, the last ones you had, sorry. No, go on. The last one, the last couple of contestants you had, uh, I, I could have answered most of their general knows around. That's an annoying thing. It's just the luck of the draw, as I said. Oh, was that uh, Evo and Lacto? I think it was yes. Evo and Evo and yeah, Lacto, but, wasn't oh, it? Also, yeah, but also the one before that when you had Dan and, Dan and Adam, I, I, I knew yeah. a lot of dance questions, so I was like, damn. And that that was a, that was yeah. that was. I, I, I love all the guests and I love all the shows, but I tell you what, I'd, I'd, I'd laugh that one. That one made me laugh because um, <laughs> Adam's just funny. Adam's just funny as hell, and he just made me laugh. And he, the Sega Saturn questions just made me crease up. I was trying to keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to compose yourself when you're the host. I'm always egging on people. I want someone to, because um, I don't want to set easy questions, uh, because yeah. then it, I don't think it would be entertaining enough. So I want someone to sort of like um, get the, the what, what Chris did, get the perfect 15. Um, yeah. It was brilliant when Chis got the perfect 15. I was well happy. Yeah. And they, and were, they were hard that, questions as well. 
I know Chris done well. To be fair, he done really well. So smart ass. <laughs> yeah, knows his world of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. I was quite pleased with my Monkey Island round. I thought I'd done all right. No, you did. You did. Anyone, yeah. anyone that got buffs, anyone that gives gets the um, sort of fifty percent of the questions, is 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 you know it's a good it's a good round. Well, I'd 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 had attempted all fifteen questions in that round, and I got thirteen. So yeah, uh, yeah it saved that. you round because your general knowledge. Yeah, you, like you say, your general knowledge one yeah. was a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely a monkey island expert. It does look like at the moment. Yeah, unfortunately yeah. for yourself and 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 and, and snob. And all the people below doesn't look, doesn't look like you're going to get into the, into the top six, yeah. um, which will be the the cutoff, because at the moment we have Lacto, Dan, Yak, um, James, and Chris. Oh well, maybe next season. There will be another one. season. Trust me. If if, if everyone yeah. wants it, there will be a second season. It's one of my favourite shows. You're just saying that. Um, oh no, <laughs> really? It's 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 funny. Um, this is going to sound weird, probably. You know, um, we're talking about the other end of the Desert Island. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, Gashead Steve has started the Desert Island films, and um, I call it Desert Island I, Movies because it sounds better. And you, and yeah, you can shorten it to and you can shorten it to dim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, this is going to sound, and this is no way arrogant at all because I'm the most unleashed arrogant person in the world, but you know, I've heard I've heard people say to me they look forward to Desert Island games every week and I'm like, nah, surely not. I don't know why why would you? But but now that he does that show, I can kinda of understand where they're coming from because actually generally look forward to that show. Like so now I'm, now for me it's good for me as opposed to this to 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 have that to look forward to the way people look forward to mines and that that no. sounds arrogant. Yeah. You do, you know, you do, you do, you do. Regular, I think that's one you get. One thing you get with with YouTube, you get regular shows from regular regular tubers, and you generally do look forward to the show, the next episode. And uh, with Gasset, I I love Toilet Thursdays. They were brilliant. I really look look forward to them. Um, Yeah, I miss them. I I do miss them. He won't bring it back though. (laughs) Were you on it? You were on it, weren't you? I was on it. yeah. 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 So you were. I wore yeah. t- I wore a line on my head, I think. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You were one of the one of the early ones, actually, weren't you? Um, yeah. I forget episode five or six, something like that. But uh, yeah, the, and the other one I really look forward to. It's not a YouTube show, but it's a it's a podcast here on Retro Online Network. Is um, nineteenth uh, video games dudes. Um, chip 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 chips. chip chips. Yeah. I really, really enjoy that. It's brilliant. It's, I just love listening to all the little tunes. Little tunes that I wouldn't even have heard of, like from games I've not played, and then you hear the tunes and you go, oh, that's really good. I've not heard that. It's really, really, really good. And um, obviously a lot of ones that you will recognise, even even I'll recognise. It's, good. it's a good I've little show. Lot, I've got a lot of yeah. back listening to do on that. I've, I've listened to one yeah. one show and I've got a lot of back listening to do. There's so much to watch now. I think there's, yeah. there's so much to watch. You kind of lose where... What you've seen and what yeah. you haven't seen and what you want to see. There's so much. No, it's it's hard because and I feel bad as well because I've got so many people that will comment on mine, and I try my best to get around to watch every single one of their videos as well. But you just you just can't have the time. No, you can't have the time. Yeah, I would say I've got a group of about five people on YouTube, including yourself. Where I make a note of watching every single one of their videos. Well, almost. I wouldn't say I watched every one of your energy to be fair, but most. I of wouldn't them, expect. I wouldn't expect you. Yeah, to. most of them, and certainly all the Waffly fins and Mastermindless, obviously. But 
Um, I try to watch as much. I'll get five people like that. I try to watch all of them if I can. But because you can only you can't watch every single video. It's impossible. No, it's it's tricky. Yeah. It is tricky. Yeah. Anyway, we better go on with some games. Mm. That's so, why we're here. <laughs> yeah, as I already established earlier on, you're a returning guest. Mm-hmm. I know the few, there will be people out there that will think I'm running run out of guests, but I'm not, honestly. <laughs> um, the reason I had um, Harry Yak and Console Snob back on recently was because um, it was to get them on a the new format, because that was like before Retro on my network, so I wanted to get them back on, so that they've been part of this, if you know what I mean. But since I spoke to Scott, I had the idea, because Scott picked 10 games, he didn't want to pick a lot straight in my book, so it gave me an idea at that point. What we'll do is I'll actually get a returning guest on once per month. So one out of every four episodes, I'm going to have a returning guest, and I'm going to the returning guest will have um, a different format where they get to pick the ten games, but the catch is to pick it from one system. So it's like a specialist system, um, and you have pictures. A lot of people are going to start shouting at the hint saying it's, he's going to pick GX4000 or he's going to pick Amstead CPC, but actually you're not, are you? No, no, because it would be very easy for me to do that. I bang on about the Amstrad a lot. Um, so turn, turn, I think something that that you can't have in your home generally unless you're uh, unless you've got um, a very nice MAME setup. Uh, you can't generally have this in your home. So I'm picking arcade cabinets. Arcade cabinets, brilliant. Mm-hmm. So, you're presumably picking some arcade memories, uh, arcade cabinets from your childhood memories, or are you picking ones that you've got into in later life? A mixture of both. Most, most yeah. from my yeah, most from my teenage, uh, early twenties. Most from them, because uh, there's not many arcades around nowadays, is there? Unless they're dancing arcades or Sadly teddy pickers no. or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Unfortunately, not the classics. So yeah, most of these are classics, and some of them a couple of um, uh, people, ones you might not have heard of either. It's me we're talking about. Of course, I wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. So, what is your first pick? Well, first pick is actually something that's actually very familiar to a lot of people. I've said this before. I think I actually might have picked the PlayStation version of this for my original dig as well. But this time I'm picking the arcade version, which is Point Blank. Point Blank. I can't Namco. remember if you picked that or not. I can't remember if you picked that or not. But I, I must have. I must have. It's my favourite. It's by overall probably my favourite arcade, uh, due to the fact that it, it's where it was, and at the time of my life at the time, it helped a lot to unwind, should I say. Because right. it used okay, to be in a so pub. Is this one of the ones that was in the pub? That you, was it your parents that had the pub? You said no, 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 no. Was no, it? I do actually, no, I do actually pick one of them, but no, this was this was in the. Um, if anyone's familiar with Harrow, they'll know this pub. It's called the Royal Oak. It changed its name to the Rat and Parrot for a while, then it turned back to the Royal Oak. But before the big shopping centre was built there, it was the pub on the end of the high street, uh, and all the college people used to go there. It was it was the college pub. There was two college pubs, and that was one of them. Not so much now. And they had obviously the fruities and stuff. And and it wasn't. It was pretty run down at the time, but it was a it was a fun place. And they had uh, Point Blank there, and it was a very popular machine in that pub. Yeah, it's a shooting and, game. Uh, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. gallery shooter. Uh, but it's, yeah. um, I think the best thing about it is it's not, I've always said this, it's not, it's not gory or too serious. It, it, it takes itself very light-hearted. It's very anime-based. And, and very Muppet. It's like, it's like anime Muppets, the style <laughs> of it. Yeah, yeah, if you can imagine what it's like. It's like that. Um, the, so the PlayStation version is very close to the original arcade. Very close. It's very good. Uh, and and also it models the original guns as well. The, if anyone has the, the G-Con 45, um, Namco G-Con 45 light gun for the PlayStation, it's modelled off the gun that was on the cabinet. So that's really cool as well. Yeah, it's basically, it's actually in Japan, it's called, um, gun bullet, gun bullet, gun, gun that's it, yeah, gun bullet, yeah, yeah, got the gun bullet series, it's called, uh, that's right, yeah, called, yeah, um, I'm looking at the, the cover art, for, funny enough, for the Nintendo DS version, and it, the little guy in front of it just looks like something from the Muppets, so looks like they can yeah. They make the they, 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 they make the stylized cartoon even even yeah. even more extreme on the DS version. Yeah, it's um, it. yeah, it has that kind of look. It the, you know, um, I always forget their names, but the two grumpy guys sitting in the theatre of the Muppets. Oh, uh, Waldorf and Statler. That's it, Waldorf and Statler. Yeah. It's like them two, Doctor yeah. Don and Doctor Dan. It's like them two. Yeah, but, uh, it's it's good. It's like it's it's just a good fun. Um, it, it, it's hard. It can be. Some of the games are tricky. Um, satisfying to conquer, uh, but it just—it's just tongue in cheek, and it's got these ridiculous situations, and you know, there's—I there's, think there's a game at one point where you got to do the old, um, old uh, apple off the top of the head, shoot the apple off the top of the head with one shot, uh, but if you miss, you shoot Doctor Dong through the head, <laughs> and, he's, and he puts a clean hole through his head, and he just stares at you and goes, "Cheers, thanks." <laughs> so you see, no, comedy. No, yeah, it's all comedy. It's, yeah. There's there's no actual people in, involved in it. It's like when you do the, the gangster game and the ninja game, they're all cardboard cutouts. So you're shooting off cardboard cutouts. It's like like it's on a like it's in a fairground kind of shooting yeah. thing. And that's what I like about it. It's very it's very innocent for a shooting game. It's very innocent. Yeah, and I, I, I do like, like. I, I do like humour in games. It's mm. very important to me that humour. It's not just in games. Like I like humour in my music, my films, my games. So yeah, anything that's got a bit of humour in it, I'm, I'm all for it. Well, especially when they mix it with, um, you know, uh, guns are, are always seen as very dark and very, you know, um, you know, guns are the dark side of society, aren't they? And you know, they, oh, yeah. they kill people. And but you know, in this game, that's not the case. It's all about the targets and all about the fun and the practice and. It's a good laugh, and that's what I like about it. Jolly music and bright graphics, and it's, it's good stuff. And I was pretty good at it as well, and that always helps. <laughs> I was going to ask. That was going to be one of my questions. The, the important question is, were you any good at it? Yeah, <laughs> I was. Pre- I got pretty good at it. I spent a lot of money on it. Um, yeah. More money, more money went in that cabinet than probably on pints. <laughs> oh, see that? See that? Wouldn't that wouldn't happen with me? <laughs> I spent more money on the pints. Oh, you Definitely. didn't see me at play because they they had it at play. At Blackpool, oh. and uh, I was like, oh, and I left. Everyone just pissed off. Well, I just sat there and played it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> unfortunately, one of the guns what, was broke. <laughs> yeah. My biggest regret about that was was getting down so late. I wish I had next year. I'm going to plan it out properly, and I'm going to go down the night before, so that I'm going there and I'm spending the whole day there. Mm. Be, I missed out so much. I, 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 I didn't really. Have, 
But the Fenors when I turned up, everybody had already been in and looked round, so I, I was going round myself. I think if I had went early and I was earlier and if I was walking around with other people, I might have, you know, interacted with more yeah. of the machines, perhaps. So, mm, yeah, definitely. This was nineteen ninety four, and it didn't actually get a European release in the arcades. It was only in Japan and North America. Yeah, yeah. So it was unusual to see a cabinet over here, because um, that they were, would have been in imported cabinets. Ah, so, import. Yeah. So why, it was would, why would a pub import a from? I, I I think it's more likely that the company that are leasing it off imported it. Yeah. And they and they, they leased the game. They probably didn't want uh, like a a stick game because it might be too time consuming for the punters. So if you have a yeah. shooting game, it's, it's very easy. You know, piss people can pick up a gun and just wave it at the screen, can't they? That's probably what they thought. Yeah, some, when I go into pubs um, in Glasgow here, which is quite often, um, usually what usually what you, all you get in here is like puggy machines or um, quiz machines. It's all you get. Yeah, quiz machines. Yeah, there's one pub that I go into actually. Um, I go in it because it's only on ninety eight pence for a bottle of Carlsberg, so I go into that pub quite often. And they've actually got a little arcade machine that's like. I mean, it's something like ten classic games you can play on it, like you know, just like classic arcade things. Like that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Point blank. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Choice number two. Well, as a racing fan, you'll love me now. Um, <laughs> I I was gonna these two. There's there's two. I'm not. I'm only gonna pick one of them, but I'm gonna mention the other one uh, as an honourable mention because it was. I was kind of. Torn being which one I would take because they're both quite important. Um, they they were the first games that introduced me to 3D racing, um, and also the, the experience of sitting down with a steering wheel and pedals and gear stick and all that at a cabinet. You know, uh, so the one I haven't chosen is Daytona USA because Virtua Racing wins it for me. So it's it. you're picking you're picking virtual racing. Virtual racing, yeah. Ah, virtual so, racing, 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 <laughs> virtual racing. <laughs> VR uh, sometimes. Yeah. It, is. It, it it just yeah. it was so different when 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 I saw that for the first time. It was you know the full sit down experience, 3D cars. Yeah, I know it had the polygon look, and it deliberately had that like the early 3D stuff did, but it was so different to see that and what makes it I think even special is it's got an absolutely awesome soundtrack to it that really energises you for the game oh uh, see all you should suggest you should, you should actually suggest uh, some the soundtrack for the uh, chippy chips yeah well I, d- yeah. I mean strangely enough the, the one of the best tunes on it is actually the um, not that that's on my phone sorry <laughs> yeah um is actually the uh, course select screen. The the music yeah. on the course select screen is something that it's one of those goosebump musics for me. Because yeah. it brings it brings it back to that time of sitting down in front of it, getting ner- I always just get nervous when yeah. um, playing um, an arcade racer because I was like, oh, will I fuck up? If I fuck up, I look like a right tool in front of everyone here, and you know, <laughs> and I can't drive and ugh, and all this. So. It, that music sort of calms you down in a way and excites you. It's like, no, 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 this is going to be a bit of fun, whatever. Sorry. 
That's right. That's a sound bite for the promo. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No. I, I can't honestly remember if I've played I've played this game uh, yeah I've played it but I can't honestly remember if I've played it in the arcade or not uh, I could well have done but if I did then I can't remember probably but, uh, played I've it on the Mega Drive played it on the Mega Drive yes what I've got it on is actually the Sega Mega Drive collection for the Playstation 2 I think oh yes so that would be the arcade emulation wouldn't it yeah yeah. So yeah. No, I mean yeah. You, you know I like a good recent game. Absolutely. For a minute, I thought you were going to see Outrun. <laughs> no, I never, never got into Outrun. There is another race on my list, but we'll come to that later. But no, I never got into Outrun. Outrun was not one of the games that uh, I, I kind of gelled with. Yeah. So, now, virtual racing, it's yeah, it's quite important um, in that respect because it's yeah the first 3D race I played. Arguably one of the first proper 3D races, isn't it? I mean, obviously you think had yeah. things like stunt stunt racer and hard driving and stuff before but this this thing, this thing had speed and it had ha- proper handling and yeah. you know and the the car moves around it's not stat- it's not it's not a static sprite it's a model so that's that's why it was it was quite important and, and yeah good Absolutely. times it came out internationally in 1992 wow yeah. really? I'd have been 16 year old when that came out yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I am I was I was uh, fifth. Yeah, I was fifteen then. Well, yeah, fifteen. Yeah, I was fifteen then. So, yeah, brilliant choice. You know, I like a good racer. Um, mm. Did you Did you ever kind of finish it or like? Um, get, I could. Get I could. I could. I, I was decent at the at the at the, at the um, beginner and intermediates. Um, the hard stage because you've only had three courses on it. If anyone knows, um, yeah, because you can't have loads of courses. Back then, because the, I mean, all the all the game engine was put into the the graphics and the and the speed and the scrolling. Um, mm. I could I could get about what well, a few checkpoints into the hard one, um, but never never managed to complete it. Yeah. An upright cabinet was also available. There was yeah, but I, yeah. I never I never played the upright cabinet. I never even saw the version of it on the upright. I always saw the the, the sit down, um, the large the two player cabinet. Yeah. There's always that always that version. I definitely had a go on the sit-down outrun cabinet, but this one I can't recall. I'm guessing I didn't, because if I played it, I would have remembered, I'm sure. You know, my memory's not as good as it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was difficult to choose that between Daytona, because Daytona had, it was similar, because it was a year later, wasn't it? Or two years later. Because Daytona had the four... The, the Daytona was 94. Yes, because it had the... It was, like, it was almost like the... Virtual racing on acid. It was you had crash damage and you had um, the four the four player sit down cabinet, which was amazing. And I'd, I'd never seen anything like that before. The, the, the original yeah. four player sit down cabinet. I think the, surely Daytona was the p- first cabinet to do that. Probably yeah, it would have been. It might have been. Daytona, it was massive. Daytona was that not that had speech? I don't know if virtual racing virtual racing had uh, speech, but I, I know Daytona had speech, didn't it? No, yeah, yeah, virtual racing had speech. Yeah, it did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, it did. During the race, certainly you had. To, I think, I, uh, yeah, one of the quotes on it is "time extension." The, the girl shouts "time extension" on the. Oh no, it's not a girl. Sorry, it's a man. <laughs> I'm getting confused. With, um, getting, oh, I'm getting confused with Ridge Racer now. There's another one. <laughs> That's a, another Namco classic. Yeah, yeah, another. Well, I can't go through that. Sega Namco so far. Yeah. 
Okay, so then um, brilliant choice again, as I said. Uh, what's game number three? Three is one of the, well good memory on my on the talking about when uh, my parents owned a pub. By the way, good memory on that because this is one of the yeah. um, the uh, arcades from when we had the pub, and my it, it's the first upright arcade I ever played, Kung Fu Master. Kung Fu Master. Which is and t- tell us about the game where I Wikipedia it. Well, you play you play a chap called Thomas, not modelled off Bruce Lee at all. Um, five five <laughs> levels of uh, scrolling. Uh, it's, it's a scrolling beat 'em up in essence, um, but a simple one. And uh, you've got five levels to climb this uh, tower to rescue uh, your maiden. I forgot her name now. And uh, and you have a boss character at the end of each 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 flat level, and uh, it's it it's it, it may not be amazing now, but it was very addictive when I first played. It was the first game arcade game I ever played, uh, so it kind of I kind of cut my teeth on that. I suppose with beat 'em ups, um, yeah. And it was it had a nice style to it. It's, I mean a lot. I mean everyone knows that the the Japanese um, uh, martial arts films were very big in the eighties. Yeah. Um, and it and it had that had that feel to it. It had that Japanese martial art feel to it, um, with all the and all that kind of <laughs> stuff going on, um, and all the the cloned henchmen and the stereotypical um, the bosses. I mean, God, what were the bosses? The first boss was a bloke with a great big stick. The second boss had, has has um, razor sharp boomerangs. Uh, the third boss is a uh, basically a BA Barakas giant. He's like B.A., just a giant. Uh, that was made me laugh. Uh, fourth boss is a wizard where you can knock his head off and it doesn't kill him. And the final boss is a strangely familiar yellow-suited master. Hmm. Strangely familiar as in late Jackie Chan? Well, yellow-suited as in, you know, um, old Bruce Lee kind of thing. Ah. Inspiration. Yeah, which was, well, you really, I think it was impossible to kill. But uh, I did get him once. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have, it was, I wouldn't have got sound that effects, far. Good guys, eh? Sorry, I, w- I wouldn't have got that far of it if I was playing it. <laughs> I wouldn't have seen. No, it. Well, I got stuck on level four. I remember being stuck on level four for many, many, many months because um, I had no idea how to beat the wizard. It turns out that all you had to do was bend down and punch him in the stomach. But I had no <laughs> idea. I, I wouldn't have thought of that. I thought, well, why can't I hit this bloke? You can't sweep him. You can't kick him. Every time you touch him, you knock his head off, and he grows a new head. <laughs> all you got to do is walk up to him bend down punch him in the stomach and that knocks him out that's it oh, fuck you bastard <laughs> who knew yeah so t- tell me uh, seeing as this arcade was in your parents pub did mm. was there a little um, way of them to let you play it for free well free play Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had the key. Great yeah, my my yeah. father had the key, yes. Yeah, he had so the, he let the you... old uh, chub key to open it up and, yeah, I'd just take me two ten p's out and put them back in and feed them back in over and over and over again. Um, yeah. Most of the arcades that we, the, the, all the cabinets that we had in the pub, he had the keys for. So um, he was trusted by the lease company not to give it to, obviously, the, the punters for free, which they didn't. They, yeah. To be honest, they, they they weren't that popular with the punters. Um, I probably played it more than anybody else. Not Kung Fu Master certainly wasn't. Another game was, uh, which we'll come to that later. 
if you were, like, let's just say, for example, and I actually think I know the answer to this anyway, but say, for example, you were going for a night out with your pals and um, you went into a pub and it had an arcade machine, would you actually say, right, I'm going to go have a shot at this arcade machine, or would you just say, no, fuck it, I'm out drinking? I would definitely say what it was. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm probably magnetic to an arcade cabinet. I've got to see what it is. If it, if I if you recognise an arcade a classic arcade cabinet, you, they're generally instantly recognisable because they don't have flashing lights and neon bloody lasers poking out of them, do they? Or yeah. they don't shout at you with dance mats and you know, put uh, four pounds in here to win nothing and you know, all that kind of stuff. They're they're kind of unassuming, aren't they? So yeah. you'd notice them. Uh, and I'd definitely check them out and have a look, see what game it was. And I tell you what, if it was a game I'd really like, then I'd probably play it. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it depends on the client. I don't know what the clientele of your parents' pub was, but I'm guessing back in those days, in the early 80s or whatever, mid-80s, a lot of the guys would have been older generation people, so they wouldn't really be interested in video games, maybe? There was, a, there was, Yeah, there was. You, yeah, you're spot on there. There was a lot of um, yeah. older generation people because the, the pub was in a village. In, yeah. in a in a in a rural vi- in a rural village in the, in the flats of Lincolnshire, so there weren't many uh, young people uh, drinking there. They were generally going to the nearest town, which was Boston or Spalding, yeah. um, for to, to go to go drinking. And so yeah, normally was the locals middle you know middle aged elderly. So mm. it, when when my, when my father did uh, special nights like quiz nights and and fancy dress nights and stuff, the, the pub would get massively busy, um, and uh, mm. it, it, it they. The arcades were proved popular, and he eventually didn't. He eventually didn't get any more after a certain number, and uh, because the, the, the lease company just wanted to give him fruit machines because they were yeah. more profitable. So, uh, I'm actually, can I actually stop? Have a quick shout out to that pub, actually. Go on, because uh, it's it's in a village called Wigtoft in Lincolnshire. It's called the Golden Fleece, and very very sadly, only this month it's closed its doors, unfortunately. Oh. Um, yeah, um, so I was actually a bit upset because I was I was invited to go down to its closing party, which of course yeah. I couldn't make it. And uh, but it was a lovely it's a lovely pub and um, it was the last pub in the village as well. So it's, it's gone yeah. and that's that. It's sad when this this happens. The end of an era. It was. It's almost like the end of the village, to be honest, because yeah. it was the last sort of li- part of life in that village. Um, now it's got it's 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 just a church. And a few houses now. That's all it was. But when I was living there, there was a post office. There was three pubs in it. Yeah. There was a there was a post office. There was a corner shop. There was a bakery. Yeah. But unfortunately, times change and um, yeah. everything moves to big cities. So now now it's just a few houses and a church. So yeah, this is a problem oh, with, uh, with with progress. I mean, I was watching the program about um, the Commonwealth Games. You know, they you know they're building up the, the Commonwealth. Uh, yeah. Athletes Village and all the rest of it, and they were sprucing up the area, and it it showed you them knocking down all the old tenements and what have you, and uh, basically the area of Dumanock only had one pub, and it got knocked down. <laughs> now uh, to make way for this two week event, you know, the pub got knocked down. And, well, hopefully, hopefully the uh, hopefully the um, infrastructure will give something to to Scotland there. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's. It's, it's opened up a, a few jobs. Things do progress. But, um, I mean, we have it to takes time, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Come so, to the master, but, anyway. We were talking about how, <laughs> well, how long, how, before we get back to that, how long ago was it since your, your parents stopped running the pub? Um, 
Oh, goodness me. Good question. Uh, we moved back to London in 88. Right. Um, we were... Oh, hang on a minute. I've got to think. We, yeah, it was set, yeah from 1979 to... Was it was it earlier than that? I think it was eighty eight, eighty seven or eighty eight. It was seventy nine certainly to eighty eight, eighty seven, around about that time. Uh, and that was coincidentally the time I that I got the CPC, eighty seven. So. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is your LS pick so far. This was nineteen eighty four. Yeah, nineteen eighty four. Again, yeah. it must have been an import because it was a uh, Japanese only. Yeah, it was an import. Now, I think a lot of cabinets at them day were imports. I don't think many of them were European yeah. released. Yeah. So, but it, 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 I remember it certainly had a, a UK plug on it, so it must have had some sort of a up um, upscaler, some voltage shifter inside it, something been, you know, been modded. Yeah. But uh, it didn't have that. I remember it, did, it didn't have any um, uh, cabinet art. I know that. It just had the title on the bar at the top. Uh, but it didn't have any cabinet art on the sides or over the uh, over the uh, over the control sticks or anything. It's got well, I'm looking at it. It's got um, it's got Confu Master at the top. It's got some images round about the screen. Mm. It has got something on the side. Um, this one has anyway. The one I'm looking at has got a, but it's not like it's not the full it's not like the full side of the cabinet. It's just like a like yeah. a, a rectangle near the top near the screen on one side. It's got. Uh, I think. I think uh, what it was was it might have been the guts of the system in a generic cabinet what we had because yeah. I remember we had another game called Varstar which was exactly that it was just we, it didn't have anything on the cabinet at all not even in the title bar at the top it had nothing on yeah. the cabinet at all the only way you'd know by turning the game on and seeing what it was so you know just a game inside the cabinet a generic, a generic cabinet yeah hmm, I was going to say something about it here but it's gone I was disappointed uh, by the yeah. CPC version of it, by the way. Ah, <laughs> uh, or uh, it was by uh, Takasha Nishiyama, who also had a hit with uh, an 1882 arcade called Moon Patrol. I think it says is it Taito. Uh, is it is it Taito? Um, it's uh, Nintendo. Yeah, I think. Top, uh, well, the arcade is. Um, Arcades, uh, Irem. Irem, Irem, yeah, Irem, Irem, yeah, Irem, that's right. That's right, come back to me now. Yeah, so, and he also had a hand on the, the guy that done this also had a hand in the Street Fighter game for Camco. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah, because some of the moves and kicks and the early basic version of it, of course, but look at the energy bars, and look how familiar they are. They, they're almost like the same as the original Street Fighter game, aren't they? Player Enemy. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at that. Player Enemy, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Exactly like Street Fighter 1, that is. Who knew I had all this knowledge about this game? I don't know. Well yeah. done, Wiki. <laughs> My friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm already at the stage where I'm losing count. Is that, was that the third one? That was the third, that was the third one, yeah. All right. I'll okay. find them down for you. Good. How is this with number four? <laughs> number four, another another shoot, shooter, another gallery shooter. Uh, again, for the sort of similar reasons to um, Point Blank, uh, and again came out on the PlayStation with really good, really good conversion, and that would be Richard Miller in Time Crisis. Oh well, at least I have at least heard of this one. <laughs> ah, thanks for the franchise. I, 
<laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I don't think, to be honest, I've actually played the game, but I've, it's one of those ones I've always meant to get around to playing, um, especially on the PlayStation. But uh, it's good. It's a good version. Not... It's really faithful to the arcade. Obviously, it's a bit yeah. jaggy compared, but uh, it, again, it, it's another one mm. of them games that I found it really fun and really innovative. This kind of hide and shoot, hide and shoot kind of thing with the foot pedal that, yeah. they, that it had used the same gun uh, style as the. Um, as, as point blank as well, and because it's Namco, cool. so yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at a picture of the gun. It's pretty cool. It's a, a G-Con controller that could be bought, bundled with a game. I mean, that that's right. That must be the PlayStation one, obviously. And it's just, and it's yeah. exactly the same gun as that was on the point blank as well. But the one at point blank was like colour bright blue and bright pink. But obviously with Time Crisis, it's like coloured properly. So. Yeah. So tell me your memories about this game, and, and did you complete it? Oh, many times. <laughs> Completed yeah. this many times over. Um, it, it may, because it, 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 it's like the typical cheesy Bond story. You know, one man goes in and and just works his way through this fortress and gets everyone, kills everyone, and he, the, the, the the Bond villain that uh, explains his plans just before he's about to try and kill you. You know, all that kind of stuff. It's hilarious, and I always always laugh at. Um, some of the some of the cutscenes in it, and he gets the ninja at the front. I think the first boss you get is the ninja, and uh, just as you shot him, uh, he says, "Oh, don't worry, you're you're too late, mate. Uh, the girls at that the girls up there at the top of that tower, and she must be dead by now." Oh, thanks. She was <laughs> telling me. <laughs> I love it when they do that. Brilliant. Yeah. And there's another bit. I think the final. I think the end of game boss at one point says um, says um, oh well. You've killed my boss. What do I do now? I tell you what, since I have the girl and all, and I'll have the upper hand, I'll press my luck. And then fucks off. No, mate, just shoot him now. He doesn't shoot him. You should just shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes away. He's like, okay, I'll just chase you and, 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 and then kill you. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> and the char- that character, that character, um, the, the, the end of game boss, Wild Dog, he appears in like three of the, three of the sequels as well. Two of the sequels at least. So cool. Even though you kill him tw- twice, <laughs> it's one of these ones uh, that keeps coming back. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, like a, one of them t- tongue-in-cheek adventure spy espionage shooters, but it's it's got a funny storyline, a very amusing storyline, and I like the lead character. Lead character, I always, he, he always reminded me of Shaking Stevens, especially the way his hair is. Oh, Just <laughs> all healthy. <laughs> oh yes, you got the very dramatic intro sequence as well. It's Richard Miller, Rachel McPherson, and all this and stuff. Shut up, go away. <laughs> Good fun. For, uh, totally. For for any of our uh, younger listeners who may not know know who Shaking Stevens is, uh, he's uh, <laughs> an old uh, pop star from the early eighties. Um, yeah. who, who would you compare him to nowadays? If you had to compare him to, oh, see, he's, okay. Well, well, first of all, everyone, he's one that hasn't been done by Operation U Tree yet. Um, yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's fine. He's good. <laughs> He's good. Yeah. Who would I compare him to now? Justin Ray Quinn. Justin Bieber. Ray, Ray Quinn. Ray Quinn. Maybe. Gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. Ray Quinn. Yeah. He's got his similar hair, isn't it? Okay. Well, let's <laughs> put it. He's to put it another way. He's kind of like a a poor man's Elvis. How, how does that? Sound? Yeah, he is. Yeah, a British, <laughs> a British poor man's Elvis. A, a Welsh Elvis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was Tom, yeah. but never mind. <laughs> uh, Tom Jones is, is, has his own unique man. We can't. We, uh, well, we better stop there. We don't want to badmouth Tom because Patty will be in our case. I was not badmouthing him. I was, t- I was <laughs> talking him up. 
You can't beat a bit. You can't beat a bit of Tom Jones. You can't. There's always a bit of Jonesy. Always room for a bit of Jones. Yeah, it's not unusual for me to say that, right enough. But uh, yeah, that was absolute. Where's that sound effect button? Uh, I better not press it in case I get. No, something will go wrong probably. In case I get one of. Um, one of Aiden's songs on the mistake or something. Yeah. Shall we stop talking about Shaggy Stevens and get back on the games? <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I do apologise. Yes. Um, so, Time Crisis. Um, time Crisis. What did you think of the sequels? Uh, I like the second them? one. Yeah, yeah I've, I've played, I've played them all. Well, the only one I haven't played is... Um, it's, is, it, uh, is it Project Titan? No, no, no. Sorry, Project Titan is the second game in the... Um, in this, in the PlayStation version, actually, uh, which is nice because you have two versions in the PlayStation version. Sorry, I'm sidetracking. Um, but I've played one. I've got the second. I've got the third. I've got all of them. Uh, but the only one I haven't got is it, it's a different name. Goes off a different name, and I can't quite. Uh, it's Crisis Crisis Zone. That's it. Right. I, haven't, I haven't played that one. I think that might be the fourth or the fifth one, but I haven't played that one. Um, but I've got all the others. Oh no, I haven't played Time Crisis Four. I've, I've still, I'm still going to get that one. So, but yeah, the yeah. first three are really good. Gone. Carry on. I do apologise. That's right. That's me. Sorry. Uh, no, the first three are really good. Um, like I said, they all they're, they're the same boss in, which is quite funny. But I, I, I always go back to the original as my favourite. It's the most jaggy, and it's probably the shortest and probably the easiest. Um, there's not much. I mean, the second one introduces like multiple weapons and machine guns. You don't have them in the first game. You have one gun, one man. That's it. You hide, shoot, hide, shoot, reload, and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's fast. It's frantic. It's 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 good. It's good. It's not a phrase you hear used a bit often. It's the most jaggy one. The most yeah, the most jaggy the most jaggy version. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's jaggy. It's a bit of jaggy. So, Did you play, but I like it. Did you actually play it much in the arcade, or did you play it more than the the PlayStation? No, I didn't. know I didn't know it was um, available for the PlayStation when I got my PlayStation. So right. um, I no, it was a couple of years after that I got the PlayStation that someone said, "Well, you, uh, at that and point blank, actually, I wasn't aware of the G-Con 45 uh, gun for the for the PlayStation." And then someone said, "Well, you can get Time Crisis and Point Blank and with the gun." I went, "What?" What? Can you? What? Went out immediately. I, I remember getting a... I got the gun off a friend of mine, because he didn't want it anymore, and I remember getting the gun off a friend of mine and then picking up a just a disc of um, Time Crisis. Uh, just a disc back then. Yeah. And then and then I went out, I think it was a couple of years later, probably getting close to the PlayStation 2. Uh, yeah, probably when the PlayStation 2 came out, I then picked up um, Point Blank 1 and 2. Uh boxed and I still got them still got them so um, cool. la- later on I went out and got uh, the rest of the time crisis properly boxed and stuff and a boxed proper G-Con as well yeah I was going to say something else on that and it's completely going as it always does next game next game number five number five <coughs> um, can't go to a desert island without Street Fighter 2 Oh, but this is this is a specific version of Street Fighter 2. Right. It would be the hyper-fighting cabinet. So it was like a... Uh, unofficial, wasn't it? 
I think until they brought it out on the on the consoles. Yeah, I think I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So you had the original World Warrior, and then you had Championship Edition. Yeah. And then after that, you had Super Street Fighter. But in between, there was one they called Hyper Fighting, which was unofficial. And then they put it onto the Super Nintendo, and they called it Hyper, uh, Super Street Fighter Two. Tur- uh, no, they called it Turbo Street Fighter Two, didn't they? Hyper Fighting. Yeah. Yeah. This this is all sounding very familiar. I think somebody picked this before, possibly. And there's a reason. And there's a reason why I picked it because it was obviously yeah. it was clearly a hacked game. It yeah. was clearly hacked, and you could do crazy things in it. Absolutely, just bananas things. You could you could sort of like do mid-air fireballs, but then you could jump from that mid-air position and do another mid-air fireball, then do that again and again and again, and you come up through the bottom of the screen. And you could keep, you could do this over and over and over again. And once you came up through the bottom of the screen, the opposition couldn't hit you because you're on a different plane. Yeah. Right. And you could do this like seven, six times over, and it would people would just get pissed off. It's like, what are you doing this for? This is pointless. You can't hit me. I can't hit you. And then all of a sudden, you could just let it go, and you would drop four screens like constantly, and then drop on their head, <laughs> and all the fireballs would just smack them. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a complete hacked load of rubbish, but it was just crazy fun because we all would do the same thing when we were playing it. We, 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 it was a little news agents by my high school. Yeah. Uh, they had a very slightly dodgy arcade, which we say an arcade. It was a, basically a corridor next to the cards, yeah, yeah. next to the, the, the greens cards. And he and he used to shove in four or five arcades in there. And he had had all these school kids absolutely rammed in this tiny little corridor. There were about twenty of us at one point. We were tripping over his feet and everything. He was making the killing. But he had all these dodgy versions of these arcade units. And um, <laughs> this 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 version of um, Street Fighter 2 was just hilarious, absolutely hilarious, because you could do just the craziest stuff, and all the physics was just completely up the wall and hacked, and you could do backwards manoeuvres, you can make Guile stand on his head. <laughs> <laughs> just crazy. It, yeah, but because yeah. Every, everyone did it, you know, because it, it wasn't like no, no one was cheating, because it was just like that, and everyone was just doing it, and everyone yeah. was like, trying to find out, where, where's the other, where's the next ridiculous hack move we can discover? You know, so, I take it this was not deliberate hack, but maybe just poor, poor programming. Then, do you think? I've no idea. I've no mm. idea whether it was a deliberate hack or whether it was just a just a just a very cheap copy mm. of the ROM that this guy had picked up. I don't know. I haven't got a clue, but I, I, it sticks in my memory because I've never seen another version. I've played so many different versions of Street Fighter Two in the arcades over the years. Never one, never one that had the hyper fighting moniker on it that was so mentally hacked and so just the physics were just up the wall the the colors were brilliant i mean you could get yeah. color different color hair and stuff on some of the characters it was hilarious <laughs> yeah i'm afraid i'm i'm more of a of a mortal combat man myself but yeah you, you can't argue, you can't argue with street fighter really but person as a personal fan i, I do prefer the mortal combat series but it's, yeah, I'll have to go the other way. I'll on that course. one for me. I do like Mortal Kombat, but I'm, a, I'm, more, I'm more of a, I'm more of the, um, the, car, the, the cartoony kind of style for beat beater yeah. than the than the realistic yeah. one. They are, are they Pit Fire. It was Pit Fire, so I blame Pit Fire for that. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. didn't you do a, a playthrough of that? There was a request for somebody at some point, didn't you? Oh, who? I, yeah. I don't know who requested it. Was it, yeah, not, it, was was it not, either, was it not Mr. Unlum himself, perhaps? I think it maybe was. Possibly. 
Yeah. Possibly. Uh, pit fighter on the CPC. Oh, my word. <laughs> um, yeah, move on. <laughs> or, or as I like to call it, shit fighter. <laughs> it, the thing is, it's shit fighter on any system. I'll tell you what, and I will honestly stand up and say this, and I think Spectrum fans say the same thing, so I'm with them on this one. The, the Super Nintendo version is worse. It is worse to play than the CPC and the Spectrum version. That's how bad it is, this game. Sorry, we're, we're completely sidetracking. Uh, well, well done. Nintendo's well done. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, go go away. Te- I think it was Tecmo. Yeah. Like, oh, who cares? Bollocks. Fucking pit fight. Yeah, piss let, off. Let's move, on. let's move on before you get too frustrated with pit fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Game, game number six. <laughs> Are we on six? Oh, yeah, we are on six. Oh, right, know. okay. Yeah. Um, oh, God, it's me. Hang on a second. Yeah, this was a... Again, this is... Well, people were probably going to expect this. It's a game I've played many times on, on my channel, made loads of NRGs of different versions of it, and it is my favourite shmup of all time, R-Type. Got to have it. Yes. Yes, I, I'm, I'm not really too surprised at this one. Yeah. Because I'm sure you picked R-Type on your last Desert Island games, but not necessarily the arcade version. I think I picked the TG-16 version. Because yeah, it's I can a very... It. I can't also remember... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, do, I do enjoy that version of it. The, the Turbo Graphics version is probably my favourite home console version of it. Yeah. Um, but the arcade version is sublime. If for me, people are going to argue the toss over this, but for me, R-Type is the mother of the modern shmup. For me. Yeah. And it's developed by your old friends from Eleron, Irem. Irem, yeah. Classic. I believe. If I get my facts correct. No, it's true, it was. 1987. Excuse me. <coughs> so you've had a... How, how long ago did, did you actually play it in 1987 when it was out then? Um, I, n- not when it first came out. No, I, the first time I played R-Type was um, going back to when I was at high school, when we moved back to London. Uh, the great thing about where I lived in... Well, I'm not going to say where I lived, but where, where I lived was we had several different places, corner shops... And, you know, multi-marts, that kind of thing. They all had arcades. I mean, we all remember that when news agents had arcades. And and the other one of the other shops that was actually two doors down from where we lived, he, he used to put uh, three or four year cabinets outside the shop under the cowling right. in, in the summer. Yeah, it was awesome. Absolutely awesome. It was... Nowadays, they like, put all the groceries outside, but he put the cowling over in the summer, of course. And he yeah. had the, he would have the arcade units outside of the front of the shop. That's it was so cool. And many games I've experienced in there because he would change them regularly as well. Change them every every two weeks. He would change them. Yeah. So we knew had a, a small window. Some of the popular ones he would keep for a month. Sometimes he would actually ask ask us um, which ones he, that he he would want it to keep as well. Yeah. Um, I think he kept Shinobi there for three months because yeah. everyone loves Shinobi. And he kept this one here for a while as well. He kept R-Type there. And this is when I, that's when I first played R-Type. And yeah. it was so popular that the, the, the shop, I think, five doors down from him and newsagents, he also had two, regularly two units inside his shop as well. And he got R-Type as well because everyone was playing it. And, you know, because you die quickly on R-Type. <laughs> Let's face it. Well, yes. That's the funny bit. Games back in the day, back in the day or games were always balls hard. You know? <laughs> Yeah. You'd have to spend a lot of money to get to complete the classic arcades. You really would. Yeah, I mean that's why that's why I'm surprised that arcades 
kind of lost popularity because they must have made some amount of money back in those days. Even putting ten pence in for a game, the amount of ten pences you must have spent into that those machines to 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 get better at the game. It must have just scared it. I think the amount of money you must have spent. I wouldn't, know, I wouldn't even start to count on how many. Yeah. I mean, I could only ever in the arcade version of our type when I was a kid. I could only get to level four, and that was at least off three credits. You know. Yeah. Um, now I can do that in one credit, but that's the, 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 the an adult now. It's different, isn't it? I mean, and, and, and also another thing about playing arcades, especially when like, you're going to and from school, you you rust. You, you uh, sorry, you you rusted. What am I talking about? You rushed. <laughs> you rushed, yeah. aren't you? So you're sort of like panicking. And I mean, I, I was late for school many times because I'd gone past a level in a certain game. Thought, fuck that, I'm staying here. Yeah. There's more. Um... Oh, what's the word? There's, there's more, uh, more at stake if you like when you've got when you're putting your own money into it. So therefore, you're bound to get a wee bit more kind of nervous and stuff when you're playing them. Yeah, it's like an it's like an yeah. investment. Yeah. <laughs> it's an investment in time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I was always, I was always happy if I could get to, um, if I could get to the uh, the snake, which is the, the, the end of level boss level two. If I could get to the snake, it was a worthwhile twenty p. That's what I would. That was, that's, that's how I would sum it up. If I was, if, if, if Dob Keratops killed me, le, le, end of level boss one, I would be pissed off. Twenty <laughs> p well spent. Yeah. But of course, if you about, yeah. sorry, go on. If you had, if you had those machines now, if they, if you, for example, had, had a corner shop with a machine outside it now, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be twenty p. It would be two pound, wouldn't it? Probably something like yeah. that. Yeah. It'd yeah. be multi. It'd be a multi-main, wouldn't it? As well, you could change the ROM and, and yeah. win. I mean, don't need all that now, do you? Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was. Our type was the mother of shoot 'em ups for me at that time, and it's a game I fell in love with and still adore it today. And most and all versions of it as well. Now, all the sequels have always been great. Yeah. Love the game. Love love the format. Love the game. Love the I love the theme. Uh, the storyline about the man-made, <coughs> the man-made mutation, the Baidu Empire, which is destroying you, and the fact that you're using a weapon, which is um, made, made out of them as well. The Force is part of their genetic material, yeah. which is an interesting little twist on the story. If anyone bothers to look at it, but it was—I think it was one of the probably the first um, uh, shoot 'em ups to have such a weapon as well. To have this mobile weapon you could get, which was completely indestructible. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's the key thing yeah. about it: the, for, the force weapon in it is completely indestructible. So, it's a it's, it's a it's a it's a gameplay dynamic which is really good. It's, I mean, I played Gradius, and Gradius is obviously you you get your power ups and you choose what weapon you want. Uh, but with our type, you have got this indestructible thing. Yeah. But you think, oh, that you know, I can just barge into anything. Yeah, but it's not as simple as that because there's still hellfire and craziness and scatter fire everywhere, always going on. I think that's what's clever about it. Yeah, absolute classic, classic game, very popular. Uh, that's been talking about these um, arcade machines. I, I don't think I think that's why I've not played a lot of arcade machines myself. I think I don't think we get. Well, maybe it was just me, but I don't know if it's a Scotland England thing or not. But certainly where I live, we didn't really get that much exposure to arcades. The only time we would ever see arcades is if we went on holiday. You know, you'd yeah. go to actual arcade, but we'd I wouldn't be able to go down to my local corner shop and there'd be an arcade machine outside. We wouldn't 
never never had anything like we, that. We had so many. We had so many yeah. in the, in nineteen in nineteen ninety one, eight, eight, yeah eighty nine eighty eight nineteen ninety one maybe drilling it off then. We had so many. We had um, we had at least three dedicated arcades close by. Um, one was called two of them actually were called Video Hits. One of them was called Take Two Video, which is now uh, housing estate, I think. Um, and then, yeah, nearly every corner shop had two or three arcades in them. Um, no. all, all close by as well. There were so many very close by. And local local to us at the time was also the um, uh, the swim, well, we call it swimming baths. It was then. It's not Ledge Centre now. But swimming baths had three or four <coughs> arcades in there. I honestly can't think of anywhere around about where I lived that I ever had anything like that, ever. I could list about 20. Yeah. 20 places where we, where we lived. They had so maybe, many arcades. Um, Maybe um, something like maybe Monkey Spies James maybe he can confirm if it's if it's the same where he lived in Scotland because maybe, maybe it's a Scotland England thing I'm not I'm not too sure. Mm, well, that's unusual. I'm yeah. not I'm not sure. I mean North I'm not sure I'm sure that North in England would have had more arcades than the South. Yeah. It, it, it generally is the case now. That maybe there's more more availability of retro gaming up north than there is in the South. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I just unfortunately. Well, not look out. Yeah, there's nothing in an area where I didn't really. Well, I only live in a small town. Still live in the same town now. But um, I, I guess where I lived uh, was a small town, and and I didn't really venture out that town unless I was going to hold it with my parents. So maybe I just led right. a very sheltered life, perhaps. <laughs> so. Well, I don't, I don't know, but uh, from my experience, there was there was loads around. Every ledge centre had arcades. Parallel Centre. There was a massive arcade they built in. Uh, I think this might be '95. Um, Gashead would know because it's in Harrow, um, and it was called the Edge, and it was a huge arcade um, in uh, the St George's Centre in Harrow, and it, and it only lasted a year or so before they closed it down, and it became something else. I don't. I, don't, I think it's a Wilkinson's now, um, but it was huge, <laughs> massive. But it, 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 the problem is, it just it was getting to that time where the PlayStation had come out, and we were we were moving out of the 16-bit era. Mm. So that's it. And that was kind of the era where it was moving away from the arcades, wasn't it? When we went into yeah. 32-bit, yeah, because uh, yeah. we were getting arcade-quality stuff now at home. So yeah. it, it didn't last long, but it was really funny. It was really good, good, good while it was there. And I was in my late teens then. Um, you know, I was nearly in my twenties at that point. And there was a pub right next door to it. It was handy, but unfortunately it just, it just caused a lot of trouble. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Too many people, too much drink, too angry. And uh, I think that's why they closed both the pub and uh, and, and the arcade. And uh, now they're just, well, there's a McDonald's there in the centre. And one of them's a Wilco. And I think, yeah, I think, the, I think the other one's a TK Maxx. So there you go. But yeah, I remember that was good times. <laughs> there was a pub in Glasgow uh, a few years ago. Um, well, maybe about three or four years ago. Sadly, it didn't last very long. It's still it's still open, but it's in a different management, so it's different. But anyway, you got into this pub, and it was basically all full of retro uh, consoles and things like that. So oh, over the, and, and it's like all kind of couches and sofas and what have you. It was all kind of very very retro. So <clears throat> near the window, uh, you had. Uh, you had a Sega Master System set up, and then oh, awesome! Over, over next to the bar, you had a, you had a Spectrum, 
Um, the pro the probably was an Amstrad somewhere, um, but <laughs> it was just it was just awesome. You could and you could just then uh, sign a receipt, please, and then just sit down and have a shot with Sonic Hedgehog. And I, was, I thought <laughs> it was an absolutely stupendous idea, but for whatever yeah. reason, it didn't catch on and. Yeah, it's been taken over, and it's just—I think it's the kind of music venue now. But yeah, I think if I ever committed some money, I would definitely try and do something like that—a pub, a, a retro pub. I'm sure I remember once seeing a. Do you remember the? De- remember when you used to get in the, the high street shop? They used to have the demo cabinets for the um, the early the, the PlayStation PlayStation Two era. Yeah, yeah the demo cabinets, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And they had a demo cabinet for the PlayStation. I think I remember in one pub. I remember seeing yeah. that, and I, I remember looking at it, thinking, "What is that thing?" That's yeah. a, you know, this was like when it before, you know, it was it was an import, you know, an import from from Japan, and I was like, "What the hell is this thing? This has got Sony written on it. It looks like a CD player." We thought it was a jukebox, which is, <laughs> you don't know, do you? you yeah. You've never seen it before, and always said, we, 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 you know, think, "Oh no, it's a, it's, it's a console. It's a games playing machine." What? Yeah. Where's the cartridge go? It was, oh, you know, <laughs> and it was yeah. like when well, then someone would say, "Oh, but this is like the Mega CD, and this is oh right, okay, so we okay, well I'll get it now." And it was all very new, um, interesting sitting in the pub as well. I remember um, you. I used to go to like Dixon's and things like that, and you could go in and you'd have a like a I don't know an Amstrad or a Spectrum or yeah, whatever yeah, set up. You could yeah. go on a wee little tape, you know, tape on the screen, but. You know, yep. see my brother, my brother uh, Sandy, I'll type in things like 10, run, inverted brackets, Sandy is a dick. You know, it just yeah, caught on the screen. How do you stop it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adam's World. Adam's World in Harrow was the only place I ever saw a um, a demo working Duke's 4000. <laughs> That's where I bought most of the games from as well. <laughs> oh, right. Anyway, shall we move on to game number seven? Yeah. Um, Which oh. is? Well, well, I, I tell you, I'm not going to dwell on this too much, but because this is another one from the pub, but because I just love the style of it, and it is the classic, the ultimate of of, of video games. It's boring. Some people go, "God, that's boring," because it's Space Invaders. Ooh, but, Space Invaders. Yes. But it, it is the mother. For me, the mother of oh, people will say it's Pong or you know computer space, but for me, Space Invaders is where it all started. Um, I agree. Personally. Yeah, I think it's the first proper game that I play. I did play Pong, um, mm-hmm. obviously, but to me, that was just even back then. It was just like this is boring. But as soon as you get Space Invaders and you got these little creatures coming down and they're going faster. Yeah. Uh, now we yeah. now we were talking. Yeah, and they had color. They had color as well. Yeah. Uh, and this was the the version we had in the pub. It was actually this was owned. This was not leased. This was owned by my father. He bought this. I don't know where he bought it from, but he bought it. <laughs> and uh, it was the tabletop version of it, two player. So you sat either oh, side of the table. Yeah. And it had the glass top table with the with the with the with the walnut sides to it. Yeah. It. It was a thing of beauty, and I wish I could have it now. It's what it's the only thing I could say from that pub times. I so said I've gone through lots of games here, but if I, if someone said to me I want an arcade cabinet now, I would have that because it's just wonderful to look at. You can use it; it's practical as well. You can use it as a normal table. <laughs> yeah, when you're not when not in use, put a cloth over it and use it as a coffee table. 
yeah, that's what we did. Yeah. That's what we did with it. That's <laughs> that's what my father did with it. He would cover it over and you just use it as a normal bar table. Um, because you wouldn't know it was the, and they take the cloth off and it's got this lovely screen and glass top such a hard glass top as well it wasn't brittle or anything and uh, sit down look look down at the screen Space Invaders there we go awesome 10p it was 10p ago yeah, one I think my first exposure to Space Invaders would have been uh, I think at my uncle's house when my dad, my mum and dad would be out, out somewhere and we'd do over with, with Monko or whatever, and uh, he had this little Space Invaders machine. Oh, it was oh. brilliant! And I'd, I'd never seen anything like it. It was a little kind of, I say handheld, but it was actually quite big. But you know, you just it was kind of. Oh, like kinda, a bar top, like a bar top. Yeah, like a bar top like that, unit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like the like the pong unit you used to get. The bar top pong unit like that. No, I, I don't know. It didn't. It it was a standalone thing. It didn't plug into a television or anything like that. No, it's it had it on its own screen. It's on the screen and all that. Yeah, I remember playing that and thinking, this is brilliant. And for, for my uncle, it was probably br- oh, great. It's a way to keep the brat quiet for a few hours. <laughs> 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 apart, apart from the noise. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. The, the, the sound effects are legendary on it, aren't they? Yeah. No, yeah, it's just for me. Got you. If you're gonna have a go Desert Island, I've got to have Space Invaders, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Space Invaders. Yeah. I've got to have that version of it because it was just yeah. a brilliant version to play. Many people tried to um, try to copy it, of course. Um, likes of we got the likes Galaxian. of uh, Galaxian. I was going to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's that one that uh, you've asked me to do? And I throw back Thursday. I'm got. I've, <laughs> I've actually, I've actually, okay. I've actually got like I've got my gameplay of it recorded. I've just not made the video up yet. The Galactic Plague. That's the one, yes. That's yeah. <laughs> hard, I isn't did, it? <laughs> I did, yeah, I, I did. My God. Honestly, wait till you see it. You, uh, it's uh, hard, I've, isn't it? I've basically, I think it's just going to be a video of me playing the same level over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, it's it's it's, it's Galaxian, but on on acid. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, Jesus. You, you can sort of get on with Galaxian, but the Galactic Plague, yeah. which is obviously a Galaxian clone, is... It's so hard. They they just dive down at you, don't they, so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know, despite the fact that it's so hard, it's damn addictive. Because it you're, is that, addictive. you're that yeah. determined. You're that determined to do better every time. Well, I think, I I think Harry, Harry might have said this. The, I think the reason why we played a lot of the Amsoft titles, because yeah. if, if anyone doesn't know, the Galactic Plague is one of the 12 Amsoft titles that came with the system. But yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people where they played them is because they were very quick to load. Because they're yeah. a very basic game, and, and they loaded really quickly, and you could, and they were really, really ridiculously addictive. And this yeah. is why people like Oh Mummy and Fruit Machine, so simple games, not flashy, yeah. but you played them a lot because they're massively addictive, and they loaded really quickly. And <laughs> well, I, I recorded that footage about two weeks ago, and I've just not had the time to to make it in my little throwback first day series yet, but um, hopefully right, I'll right, we'll look, we'll look forward to that with bated breath. I will, Try and bash it out for this Thursday. Don't be bashing things. <laughs> <laughs> what? I think your missus won't be happy with that, but carry on. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I'm just oh, finding finding the time recently has not been easy. I'm not even putting out my Mega Drive Monday Monday tonight because uh, we were I was supposed to be having a different guest. I mean, I was you were always going to come on shortly anyway, but I had a guest lined up for yesterday, um, as I told you, and uh, unfortunately he wasn't well, so. Last night I was going to 
record that, and then tonight I was going to get my Mega Drive Monday finished, but I couldn't do it. So no Mega Drive Monday this week. All, all three people that watch it will be gutted. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to Space Invaders. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's probably one of the all-time classic retro games, without any shadow of doubt. Like I said, that, yeah, it started it. The Space Invaders, Space Invaders yeah. and Kung Fu Master, they're the two games that started it all for me, uh, on a gaming point of view, when it comes to arcades especially. Space Invaders for me, and probably to a certain degree, Pac-Man, different types yeah. of games. Yeah, yeah I, I missed Pac-Man, though, in, in, its, in, in, when it, when it, in its infancy, I, I completely missed it. I didn't play Pac-Man until well into the well into the late 80s. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never saw or played an arcade version of it. I knew it was there. I heard of it. Um, people would talk about it. But it was... I, it was Space Invaders was in the early days. That was it. Yeah. But Space Invaders in Japan was published by Taito. And in North America, it was Midway. Yeah. It was a change of... Uh, Midway did a lot of um, American stuff, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, if anybody's not heard of Space Invaders, there's something seriously wrong with them. Even even younger people. I mean, if if you ever do research into the history of of um, video games, this is one of the most important games, I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I was going to say, if you do a bit of filling about Space Invaders, there, I've got to leave you two two seconds because I've got to go and visit the little boys room. Space Invaders, yeah. I know, I know this is live, and I know that's very unprofessional, but I've got to nip off, otherwise I'm going to piss my pants. <laughs> so, that's about how you drink lager live on here. <laughs> Go uh, on. I'm, I'm not drinking that anymore. Okay, give me a second. <laughs> yes, people, Space Invaders, one of the forerunners of the modern video gaming era, uh, helped expand the video game industry, as we know, from a novelty to a global industry. It's been an inspiration of many other video games, of course. It's been released on numerous platforms. Uh, one that I keep meaning to pick up, in actual fact, is... Uh, I think it's called Space Invaders Extreme on the PSP. I think it's that's the title. But um, I've seen that. I've seen. I've heard people talk about it, and I've seen clips of it, and it looks really, really good. So that's one game that I need to look out for on the PSP. Uh, I recently got another arcade classic on the PSP, uh, the PSP conversion of Ghost and Goals. It's a bloody hard game, but um, love it. Uh, well, the music in it is brilliant. It's a completely different game from Space Invaders, of course, which is the game we're talking about. And uh, yeah, and uh, the Nova Bug is back. I am. Yes, yeah, sorry about that. I was, I was just, uh, I was just telling the. Uh, all one listening about the um, Space Invaders, uh, Space, Space Invaders Extreme, I think it's called, um, for PSP. That's a game that I've been wanting to pick up for a while. Oh, no, I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Space Invaders I've got, Extreme. I've got, I've got, is it Space Invaders The New Invasion or something like that on the PlayStation 2, which I've never got around to playing. Apparently it's absolutely terrible. Oh, well, I suppose there's, uh, Space Invaders, they're supposed to, well... I suppose there's going to be one bad game out there, but uh, Space Invaders Extreme uh, is indeed out for the PSP. Um, it's a sequel. Yeah, oh, a friend yeah. of mine is. Um, I think I think Tom had that in this in his review pile for the Pixel Empire actually. So it yeah. Rings a bell. Rings a bell. Yeah. So yeah, that is one. That is. I want to pick that up. 
I recently picked up Ghost and Goals. You know, after we were all playing Ghost and Goals, I picked that up for the PSP. So this is mm. going to be my next PSP purchase for definitely. Excellent. That was number seven, wasn't it? Uh, yes, on to, on to number eight now. Should we move on to number eight to the last? Oh, no, it's not the last one because we're doing ten. Ah, it's game number eight. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot. Well, this is a game that a, 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 many people might not have heard of this, but it was the it was the boxing game. The boxing game, yeah. Mm. Uh, that I played. Um, the, it was probably the first boxing game I think I ever played. and Definitely before I played Punch-Out!, um, and it was, I, I never remembered its name um, when I first played it. It was, it was it was in this arcade that I told you that was outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, me and my brother really, really started playing. No, not many people used to play it, but me and my brother used to play it a lot. And it's called The Final Round. The Final Round. Yeah, mm. I, I don't think I've um, played that one. I do like the odd boxing game, but I don't think I've played that one. So what is it about this boxing game then? Is it, it's not one of these ones where you actually punch, is it? Like, no. No, no, it's done with stick. No. Um, but no. it's it, it's it's kind of a, a reminiscent to Punch Out, apart from the fact that it's not um, obviously it's not first person like Punch Out is. Yeah. Um, it's kind of done in the sort of WrestleFest style, where there's two your 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 man's in the ring and you just control him as normal around the ring. Right. Um, but it's got them kind of joke names with it as well and stuff like that. Joe Vulcan and all these cliche names. Um, can't remember. Jabbing Jim. I think you play as Jabbing Jim. That's it. Jabbing Jim. <laughs> Jabbing Jim. <laughs> who, who, who looks very reminiscent to Rocky, you know. Um, mm. And you and you just go round by round. And um, the things about it that I liked at the time was the energy bar in it was really cool because the energy bar was depicted by. Um, like a like a like a heat trace of 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 a man's torso, yeah. Yeah. So it's like the outline of a man's torso, and the the less and less colour that's in that heat trace is the lower your energy gets. You see, mm-hmm. that's that's quite unique. It also had a lot of crowd noise going on in it, and uh, I suppose you call it early bullet time as well. When you get like a massive great uh, hook or an uppercut. There would be this slow motion sequence where the where the other boxer would spin around in agony and go ah all, all the way to the other side of the ring, you know, all cartoony <laughs> completely. But it was that, I always found it really funny, and it also had um, bonus stages as well. When you complete, I think it was two fights, you go into a bonus oh. stage where you train your attribute up. You can choose to train your speed up, your strength up, or your power. Yeah, did they do that? They do that, and um, that must that must be the original concept that they had. But I've seen I've seen other games do that since even the Rocky game, like on PlayStation Two, does something like that. Was, I mean, it's got all the train. yeah. I mean, it's it's clearly Rocky influence. It's got all the yeah, all the all the influences. It's got there's a guy that looks like Mr. T. Clearly, there's a guy that looks like huh. um, Ivan Drago from oh, Rocky Four. Yeah. Oh, it's a complete rip-off of all the all the classic uh, stereotypical boxers, and I think some of the, the I think the lead characters are actually taken from the Contra games. I'm not sure what it's a Konami anyway. It's it's, it's a Konami game, yeah. so it probably will have that connection. Yeah, definitely. Big big sprites as well, massive sprites on screen. <laughs> Very good for the the hard of seeing then, <laughs> like myself. That's right. The um. Yeah. Oh, this is where it's. It's also not exactly a PC because 
Now, I'm not saying this, ladies and gentlemen, and neither is John. Um, but this is this is the I'm reading the synopsis of the game now. Um, the final boss in the in the whole game is called Black Stallion, and he's based uh. off Mike, Mike and he's based off Mike Tyson. You know. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, just, yeah, that's just. Yeah, it's dodgy, I mean, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, but the, the, I mean, eighty-eight, eighty-eight. This came out. The, the world is too PC. I, I can see why people would be offended by that, but I don't know. If it, to be honest, I mean, I wouldn't personally, but I can see why it's a bit dodgy. Yeah, I can really see that. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, but that uh, that's the game. That's what it was, and that's what things are. Yeah. No. It's not yeah, meant I mean, with malice. It's not meant with malice, is it? I mean, when, when you look at films from the from the seventies, um, they were so great. I mean, if you watch Blazing Saddles, for example, they used to say things like, um, I'm, "I'm not going to say the word because it's a bad word," no. but you say they, they used to say the the, the sheriff, you know, the coloured chap would be coming along on his horse, and uh, the guy would go. Go to say the shadows are coming, but he accidentally slipped out. But the shadows are, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, but Blazing Tales is actually very ahead of its time, isn't it? Because what it yeah. is, that is a that is poking fun at the at the stereotypical racism in America. That's what it's doing. Yeah, yeah. See, that that's why it's so clever. It's it yeah, it, it's coming across as racist. But anybody anybody that takes it like that it, yeah. is missing the point. And that and yes. that's the people it's poking fun at. It's a bit like um, that old classic British sitcom with um, Alf Garnet in it. Oh, yeah, of uh, Sickness and Health, whatever it's called. Sickness and Health was yeah. one of them, yeah. Or Bless This House. Uh, yeah. To death to his part. To death to his part, yeah. The way he would speak and say things like, you know. But the point is, he's that's the that's the gag. He he said... You know, if people are, are agreeing with this character, they're the fools. Yeah. It wasn't these lodger like a, a coloured um, gay man. Yeah. Upstairs, downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Rising damp. That was rising damp, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there was a coloured gay gentleman in Alf Garnet as well. Yeah, there was a woman in it. The woman was uh, was she not like uh, the woman out of uh, Russell Gillies or something that was in the, that played <laughs> the woman? Yeah, you know? do you know I, I liked In Sickness and Health uh, to a degree, but to, for me sometimes I, I thought it was just a bit too uh, political. Yeah, I suppose that. Yeah, okay, I suppose that is the idea. But when I was watching Cody's Back in those days. I probably didn't understand a lot of the politics. I think it, I think but, the way to rip, rip yeah. political humour is to yeah. do it the way the young ones did it, because they did yeah. it really in your face. Or some of the, I mean, you can't repeat some of the scenes out of that, but you got the yeah. gag. You got the gag. You did. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, we're we're digressing again. <laughs> we are. We keep doing that. The yeah. final round, anyway. Yeah, it's a good boxing yeah, it game. It's yeah. one of the earliest boxing games I played, and uh, and I like I like the old boxing game. I'm not a big. I'm not, I, mean, I won't go on record saying I'm a big fan of boxing games. Yeah, I'm but the same. now but and then, now and yeah. then I dip in, and I like yeah. this one. I really I really like the the Rocky game on uh, PS2, which I did a gameplay of a, a few months ago. I didn't like so much the follow up Rocky Legends. Um, yeah. But Rocky, definitely a good game. Um, other than that, have a couple to play. I, I, have a couple, I have a couple to play still. I think I've got Boxing Legends yeah. on PS2. I think I've got to get around to playing that. I, I did really like. Um, 
uh, we sports boxing. I found that really fun. Great workout. We sports. Yeah. <laughs> we sports boxing. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. You're really, obviously, it's not. It's not. It's not the most responsive in the world, but uh, <laughs> it's still. It's good fun. And it, it, tell you what, it gives you a good workout. Like I said. Yeah. I must try it. <laughs> I, I always. I always thought it'd be a good idea to have a WWE um, Wii game. Like a Wii U game or something, <laughs> you know that Wii U game. How would that work? There's a bit of comedy, and the reason I'm saying this, I'm I just picturing that we had that game. I'm having to go and stand it off the couch and like, yeah. it would, like jump off on top of my wife or something. You know? It would work yeah. with a connect, wouldn't it? I suppose. Yeah, and three, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that could be dangerous. Yeah, very. Yeah, talk about smash TVs, sofas, heads, backs, necks. Yeah. Got you. Get you away from a submission move. <laughs> Come with a health warning. <laughs> yeah. Do not try this at home. What's the point in that? It's a whole machine. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling game. Motion. Yeah. Motion. Motion censored. Uh, motion controlled wrestling game. Yeah, that would be pretty yeah. uh, weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, another popular boxing game. I know it's not arcade. Another one I always um, hear people speak highly highly of is um, Ready to Rumble boxing. Yes, on the that's yeah. on the PS2 as well, isn't it? I can't remember if it was PS1 or the PS2. It's definitely on the PS, PlayStation. PS, yeah. PS1 or PS2, yeah, yeah ready to rumble. Yeah. yeah, I remember the cover of it. it had, um, yeah, one of the Big boxes. Afro massive, massive Afro Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, I've I'm definitely played sh- that yeah. at one point, yeah. Pretty sure that was PlayStation 1, actually. Definitely played it at one point, definitely. Yeah, yeah like, like yourself, not really played much boxing games. I was more into wrestling games myself. Hmm. Yeah, so game number eight, um, and that's usually where we end, but we've got two more games. <laughs> What's number eight? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll finish, well, I'm going to finish on the, a very well-known game, but so first I'll, I'll pick uh, another. This is a one, another one-on-one fighter in the, in the vein of Street Fighter Two, Mortal Kombat kind of thing. Another game from um, that the guy that, again put uh, on the outside of his of his shop, and at the time we its name was. Fighting Fantasy. Um, that's what its Western name was. was or that's what I believe it was called. Turned out that I found its real name was called Hippodrome. And mm. interesting game. You won't be able to find this on Wikipedia, mate. <laughs> I, bet, I bet I will. I bet you will by all means, if I, if I can't Wikipedia, you'll need to tell me. Oh, I've, I've got it on my MAME. Yeah. Oh, it took me yeah. for ages to find it on my MAME. What it is, it's... Um, it's it's a myth, mytho, mythological um, fighting game. Mm. So it's got all the mythological animal. You 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 play like this hero centurion in the vein of like um, Jason and the Argonauts kind of thing. Yeah. That kind of sort of sword swashbuckling centurion hero kind of thing. And then you go in this sequence of fighting all these mythological creatures and monsters. One of them is Medusa, for instance. One of is one of them is a gargoyle. Uh, I think at one point you get to fight a centaur and things like that. And it's weapon-based, one-on-one, 2D. Um, but it's 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 cool because it's like it's set in a, a classic sort of Roman arena kind of thing where you've got the yeah. baying crowd baying for blood and everything. You hear their shouts and stuff. Um, but it's obviously complete fantasy, but that's that's what makes it fun. It's also bloody hard as well. Damn hard. Oh. As most games back in the day were, to be fair. <laughs> were hard. Yeah. So when was select... this out? I don't know. I, I, don't I, know. It, 
I think it was around about eight, 89, 88, same time as final round. Around about why, that time. And why is there so little information about it on you? On very, a, very little information. What I'm going to do is I'm just yeah. going to open... I'm gonna. If, if, if this is this is this is this is dodgy doing this because I'm about to open my mame up, and that's dodgy. <laughs> so it's gonna take a lot of because I've got the information uh, thing off it. Yeah, Hippodrome. Hang on, Hippodrome. It was um, 1989. A day to east. Ah, cool. Uh, and uh, yes, it was. That was its western name, Hippodrome. It was called fine, Fighting Fantasy in in Japan. And did you that see that this, this chap had this outside his shop as well? Yeah, yeah, this outside yeah. of his shop as well. Yeah, oh. so it was a, clearly an import. Yeah. Um, but it, he had the Japanese version of it because I'm, I distinctly remember being it, it being called Final F- Fighting Fantasy, and yeah. uh, and it was one of those games that we I could not track down after after years off after playing it. Yeah. I sort of like it's just me and my brother would have many discussions about it because we always played the arcade games together. Yeah. And we d- we would discuss this game as oh, what was this game called? It was just a fighting game where we, we you, you, know, you played the Medusa and da da da. And he said, "What the hell was it called?" So we always said, "Fighting Fantasy, Fighting Fantasy." But I can't find nothing on that name. And eventually, I found this sort of like connection to the to the US version of it, Hippodrome. Yeah. I thought that's it. That's the same game. And it's certainly a unique um, game because it's like you say, difficult to sort of track down and. I don't believe it came out on many formats on the home. I wonder why it's so elusive. Pro- probably because it didn't come out for other formats, I guess. I think what I'll do, I'll, I'll make an NRG of it at one point, just to, to yeah. show everyone, because it is kind of odd. It'll obviously be on the arcade, and I don't really generally make NRGs of arcades, but for this one I'll make an exception. I have found a game called... Um... Fighting Fantasy, The Warlock of Firetop Mountain, but uh, that's out for the Nintendo DS, but I don't think it's the same game at all. No, no, that's uh, not this, the same is, game. this is this is a an action RPG, in fact. So no, this is this is a yeah. basic one. This is a one-on-one fighter. This is yeah. weapon. Like I say, it's weapon based. The good thing about it is you get points for um, your 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 victories, and you can buy um, an extra weapon. So you, I think you start off with a sword. Yeah. And then you can get a battle axe if you want, which is more powerful but short range. You can get yeah. a, like a long um, sh- uh, scimitar axe, which is obviously a lot less power but long range. And a trident, all the cl- all the medieval, evil, horrible weapons. Yeah. Um, and done in that kind of, it's all done in that kind of uh, Greek kind of mythological style. Yeah. What I found is that it's actually. Um, it looks as if it's maybe based off a book. Um, that's all I can find on Wikipedia. It's a series of, well, it's a single player role play game books, actually. Um, published by Puffin in 1982. Um, and it's basically like a kind of your own adventure, if you like. It's, it makes you, you're the hero. Yeah. Um, Popularity of the series led to creation of merchandise such as action figures, board games, role-playing game systems, magazines, novels, and video games. But it didn't really have much information on the video games. So yeah, it's, it's, it is an elusive, elusive game. Yeah. Not much, um, not much on it. I'm just checking if IGN have got it actually. Yeah. They have. 
I bet yeah. there must be there must be some gameplay on it on YouTube. Uh, pro- they're, they're, you know what, there probably is. No, IGN haven't got nothing on it. They've just got an empty entry. Oh, well. There you go. But, yeah, it's, that's what I like about it. You know I like unusual uh, yeah. stuff when it comes to games, and that is an unusual, elusive game, and I, I found it good uh, at the time. Certainly something different. So Absolutely, absolutely. it's um, very unique indeed. I wonder, I wonder, if, I wonder how many of the listeners have uh, heard of that one. If you have, uh, comment below and um, tell us your experience of that game. Mm, yeah, I would, I would be interested in that. Like I say, I'll, yeah. probably, I'll, do, I'll do an NRG. I'll, I'll, I'll make that my next NRG actually, because the, uh, yeah, it's something that I haven't done. Um, and if and if people haven't seen it, it'd be nice to see it. I, I guess, I guess, if I've got practically every arcade game on on my system, I must have it as well. I'll, I'll have a little look in it the same one. Yeah, have a look through your yeah. have a look through your yeah, yeah, your your Xbox. Yep. <laughs> My uh Coinox six. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting choice for number nine there. Um but you're saying you've left a biggie to the until the end, so what is giving us then? Oh a classic, classic racing game. Um Yay. <laughs> Yeah, I knew you'd be good. I knew you'd be happy with that. <laughs> classic racing game and uh it has many connections with my Amstrad love as well. So that's why I've picked it. And I think the arcade version is definitive. Uh, and that is Taito's brilliant Chase HQ. I knew you were going to say Chase HQ there. So I was putting <laughs> all the clues together there. I thought, what's a classic Amstrad racing game? And Chase yeah. HQ immediately came to mind there. Oh, but the Amstrad yeah. version is so good. So good. When you when you think about yeah. what the, 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 the limitations of the system... It's a, such a good version of it. It really is. It's, but the arcade version for me, blinding. Played it at um, Play Blackpool. I found it there. Had to play Chase HQ. Had to. Um, I, it, one of the most played racing games for me. Um, loved the concept. The concept of it was so cool. You're a Porsche. Yeah. A crap Porsche at that, but you're still a Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... it's fa- oh, excuse me. It's fast... Yeah, you've got lots of undulation in the thing. You've got, the, you've got this, the splits in the road and the helicopter guiding you the way. And then you've got to smash the car up at the end of it. And that's so cool. So cool. Yeah. I think any, any, any kid in the in the, in the the 80s, um, the end of the 80s like that, yeah. they, they dreamed of that kind of stuff, didn't they? Chasing down oh, cars cool. and, sm- yeah. and smashing the other criminal. Yeah, I got you, you bastard. You know, it's, yeah. it was pumping. Really a genuine adrenaline field. And then you've got the, the woman on the end of the radio Giving you, giving you jip, giving, slagging you <laughs> off. So <laughs> Nancy, yeah. slagging you off. You keep messing around like that. You're a mediocre driver and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, mm. yeah I think it's it's one of these games that have been ported on many many systems. Uh, but I think I have heard uh, I have heard people say that Amstrad is one of the better versions. Spectrum version is unbelievable as well. I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> I, I always give. You no, know, I always give credit where credit's due. And the it's Spectrum true, version yep. is is awesome. It is an awesome version on the Spectrum as well. I think it actually uses the same, probably the identical same game engine as the Amstrad version. I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't. Um, but as uh, any Commodore fans would know, the Commodore 64 version is appalling, apparently. Yeah, so. you, 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 always, you always get one system that do that does a really bad port of a good game. Like, uh, Amiga, uh, Amiga did a really awful version of uh, Outrun, and uh, I've 
I never quite believed people. You know, I've, I've seen many videos saying, oh, Amiga's version of the White Run's the worst Amiga game of all time. And I actually finally got to play it for the first time recently. Um, and it, my God, yeah, it was bad. I don't know why. I don't know why it was so bad. I mean, normally what? rushed porting. It's normally yeah. rushed porting. That's why it happens. It happens a lot. Happened, happened a lot with the Amstrad. It, um, yeah. They they want to rush the game out, so yeah. they they have to quickly recode it and they recode it too quickly. They don't pay attention to it and it ends up a pile of shit. It, yeah. You know, one of my like backtracking a bit to R Type for instance. Um, not yeah. so much as a pile of shit. I'll be over 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 egging it if I said that. But the Amstrad version of R Type was not very good. Um, not yeah. considering what the machine could done, and the Spectrum version had more colours. It was faster. It scrolled far better. The Spectrum version of R-Type was really, really good, and the Amstrad version was basically a watered-down, rushed port of the Spectrum version. That's yeah. because of the release date. That's the only reason why it was done. Yeah. So it's a it's a pity that happened, and it happened with not just the Amstrad. It happened with, it happened with the Spectrum, the Commodore, the Amiga, the ST. It happened with all of them. Yeah, with certain games. Yeah, oh well, such is life. But uh, Chase HQ, brilliant game. Uh, I think I think I may even have played that one in arcade. I, I must have. I think you must have. Yeah, and you haven't. Yeah. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't, it's definitely on your Xbox. Definitely. Oh yeah, oh, I've played definitely first. Yeah. In, infamous. versions have I played on home consoles? I've played Mega Drive version, and probably yeah, Master like System. Yeah, it's probably different. Master System. Though. Master System version is very different. Yeah. Mm. But I think I've played the um, uh, Turbo Graphics version as well. I'm pretty yeah. sure I have. Played. I've played the Spectrum version. I've played obviously the Amstrad version. And of course, yeah, this leads on. This actually is another personal connection with me because it leads on to. It, it's a connection with the GX1000 again. Sorry to do that, but it, <laughs> you, you would expect it. Obviously, yeah. onto the rarest game for the GX1000, which is Chase SQ2, the sequel. Which is. Oh, which is what we were talking about earlier. Oh, no, was it? Oh, it was Crazy Cast? Yeah. Oh, it was Crazy Cast 2, we were talking about, wasn't it? Earlier? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, Crazy Cast 2 is very common, but Chase SQ2, <laughs> mass. There's two versions of Chase SQ2, actually, I think, on different systems, yeah. and um, all of varying quality. I know that the one on the GX4000 is not very good because I know it's a port of the Spectrum version, which is really yeah. strange, isn't it? It's, mm. a stra- it's strange that they should port the advanced console of the Amstrad from a Spectrum game. Very strange, very rushed, clearly, and yeah. extremely rare. Extremely rare. It sounds to me as if they've just done that. Out of, or what we're going to do, panic, or we'll just use a Spectrum version, you know? Probably. They added colours. Yeah, they mm. added colours. They speeded it up a bit, but in essence, it's the same. I, I can't actually honestly tell you though because I've never played it. Never. Ooh. All I've, all I'm going <laughs> off, all I'm going off is, all I'm going off is a review from Retro Gamer Magazine, who yeah. got their hands on a copy. They, we need, to, we need to come together and get Novabug that uh, that game for the GX4000 for the Christmas. You'll, you'll have to get me about two thousand pounds, and then I've got to fly over to Spain and offer the bloke who owns the only existing like, known boxed instruction copy of it. No way. Yep. So I, yes, it, would, it, would, it would have to be boxed then? You, you well, wouldn't accept the... There, there isn't, we don't know if there's any other version of it out there. We've, I've only ever seen one copy, boxed instructions, being played on a 6128+. I bet that, you... There is a, sorry. Hmm. 
I say, a bit, I bet you somebody's holding, holding a copy of it in a dusty loft somewhere not even knowing what it's worth. More than likely. More yeah. than likely. That's pro- but that, that's probably the case with a lot of really rare games, isn't it? There's yeah, probably yeah. somewhere, 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 it's sitting somewhere and no one knows what it is, what it's for, yeah. and it sits there. <sighs> you never know. Un- Things like that get discovered, yeah. don't they? You know, untold fortunes, I mean, I've, 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 I've talked to various people, like my wife's got a friend at work, um, we're just about to go off air, um, live-wise, but um, just, you know, whatever, we'll whatever we talk after the live thing goes off air, it'll still get recorded, so don't worry. <laughs> but it's just uh, live-wise, if you're listening live, it will cut out now, but you'll get the full thing on YouTube. Eh, not YouTube. Well, YouTube, yes, but um, iTunes. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so... I mean, I, was, I talked. To, I talk about retro games to like my wife, and she said she's got a friend, who's uh, maybe maybe about sixty, but her son. She's still got all her son's old like computer stuff up in her loft, and there's a uh, a woman I work beside as well who told me she's got all her son's stuff up in her loft. So I need to try and convince them to dig them all out and give them to me, <laughs> to see what they've got. Yeah, I've, I've got that as well. A couple of my workmates have said they've got old old systems in their lofts. Yeah. And I've said, you've got to find out what you got. And I think one of my mates said, oh, I've got a master system up there with a few games. I don't know what yeah. it is. I said, is it a one? Is it a two? He said, you don't know. I don't know what games it is. He said, I know I've got loads of games of it, but I don't know what. I said, get it down. Have a look. Yeah. I said, I'd buy it off you. No, I'm not selling it. Well, hang on a minute. If yeah. it's sitting in a loft doing nothing, why would not you Why would you want to keep it? Come on. You know? uh, yeah, I, I, would love to, I would love to explore somebody's... See, just got somebody's loft where I know there's things lying up there that have been untouched for years. I'd just love to go up and investigate. Apart from apart from the spiders, I wouldn't be like, like the spiders. But, <laughs> I'll be alright. Um, I'll, right. I'll get rid of the spiders <laughs> for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to just rummage through and see what stuff we could find. See we, see if we could get it to work. Definitely. And then yeah, yeah. See the other the, the clincher with um, Chase SQ2 as well is, of course, the, the owner of the cartridge uh, won't submit it to um, the Amstrad community for rom for a rom rip. He refuses to do that. Why? Uh, several reasons, probably. Uh, <laughs> the two obvious, the two obvious being that he does obviously doesn't want the cart to be the original chip to be damaged, which is unlikely, um, mm. but it can happen um, when when uh, rips are done. Um, because the technology is out there, as they say, you know, we have the technology, as they say, in the six million dollar man. Um, mm. But um, I think more likely that he he fears it'll probably lose a lot of value if if you ripped it to ROM and it's available to be played, for instance, on an Amstrad emulator. Yeah, he fears that. But I I don't buy that. I mean, some people, I think Larry backs him up on that, which is fair enough. I can see the point, but I reckon that as a boxed original copy. It would still hold its value as being that original and boxed. ROMs are pretty much worthless, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. You download them. Yeah. You know. Mm. I I think he would let it go for for the right money. It, a lot of money. It, it, I yeah. I mean he. As far as I'm aware, I mean, I mean, I might be wrong with this. I mean, this is information that me and uh, Zypho have shared and uh, another uh, a friend of mine called Grizor. Uh, yeah. We've 
talked about this as well. He's big Amstrad, uh, Guizor. And um, he, um, the information that we've got so far that this guy bought it off eBay several years ago, I think 2007, and it was £900 he bought it for. Um, and it's, it's the only... It's the only, it's the only, it's the only thing you'll see of it on YouTube is him. He, you can't see his face or anything. He just shows you the box, shows you the cartridge. You see it plug into a six one two eight plus, and he plays it on the original six one two eight plus, and you think it is genuine. It really is genuine. It is the real thing, the real deal. And you think that is, it's probably, you know, you're talking fifteen hundred quid at least now, I would reckon. If you, if you want the euro, you can just give it. See, here's a, there's a million, there's a million pound. Just oh, I would. Oh, oh, no, yeah, I, I would. I would scale the planet for all, all boxed rare versions of it. I would. I would have the. Um, my goal is to get the full GX4000 collection, which is an impossible goal, but uh, yeah. Well, given what you just told me there, then yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> it, it nearly is. It nearly is an impossible. Like I say, Zypho, I think, has got almost a full collection. I'm sure he has. He's even. I know. I know he's got the um, the phaser light gun set with the two games with it, which is ex- that's the second most extremely rare thing for it. Um, but that, yeah, I think you said the other day you had 20, the, on your burning rubber video twenty seven. It's twenty six official. Twenty six. Uh, I knew it was but something there, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Tw- a lot of people sometimes do say twenty seven because of the. The ambiguity over Gaza 2. It's normally talking about Gaza. Gaza 2 is the weirdest one because it was officially reviewed by Amsterdam Action. It was officially available, but no one has ever seen or heard of a copy ever. Of all the games it could be, Gaza 2. (laughs) Which was based off Kickoff 2, of course. Which I actually I quite enjoyed Kickoff 2. Yeah, it's a decent. Kickoff 2 is a decent game, and Gaza 2 is basically the same game with Gaza's name put on it. Oh, because right. oh, I've seen um, videos of the first Gaza game and it was god awful. So I didn't know the basic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Paul Paul Ga- Paul Gascoigne's soccer, isn't it? Yeah. Paul Gascoigne's football. Yeah. So I thought I noticed something when I was playing. For example, when I first got my Mega Drive last year, it had a few different football games on it, and when you load them up, they're actually the same body game. <laughs> different, different. Most of games. them are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah most of them are. Yeah. yeah. So they're sort of like just with different names and different teams put in, probably. Yeah, there was like Pele's Superstar Soccer, and um, I think there was one called I can't remember. It's something like European Club Football, something like that. Anyway, two game cartridges I had for Mega Drive, and I put them both in. And I was like, um, "That's the same game. Is it cashed? That's the same <laughs> <Yeah>. game." <laughs> right. <Sorry. coughs> there's a there's two. Um, you'll like this actually. There's two football management games on the CPC which are actually identical uh, yeah. uh, but the, all, the, all, they, all they've done is just change the names and change the title of the game one of them is called Premier 2 and the other one yeah. is called Euro- European Premier European Manager but they are yeah. the same game they are identical they're just, all they've done is just change names and change the words they're all text based of course very basic yeah um, I those games yeah, that's yeah all, I, I, very basic, but yeah. they are the same game. <laughs> but you know what the weird thing is? Yeah. I had them both. I, ha- I had both of them because you could buy them. They were one ninety nine budget jobs on tape. Yeah. I had them both because we. I, yeah. I, you know, me, my brother used to like football management games, and um, so we bought them both. 
and played and realised they were the same. But for some reason, I preferred playing the European manager game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> you must have you must have justified justified it in some way in your head. I have no idea yeah. why. No idea. I, I think yeah. I found it a little bit easier, even though yeah. there was no there's no justification to saying find it easy because it's the same game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the first game I ever bought actually with, with my own money um, after I got my Atari sixty five eight C for Christmas, the first game I ever bought was a uh, League Challenge. Yes, I had League yeah. Challenge. Yeah, I know I was on your stream that time when you were playing. Oh yeah, I did my live. Yeah. Yes, I forgot yeah. about that. I did my live yeah. impromptu league challenge. Yeah. yeah, that brought back memories. That league challenge yeah, game. That was that first... go. Yeah, that's the first, the think... first football manager game I ever played. That was my first live stream as well on my own. It was. I think. Yeah, that yeah. was. Uh, that must have been not too long after you were after you were first on this show. Probably, what probably was. It might even. It might even have been in the same week. You know, I think it, yeah, I think it was the yeah. second time that we we'd done a show together, done a collab together, definitely. Yeah, we've we've done so many collabs since then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> collab crazy. Mm. In fact, talking uh, about collab before we wrap up, if anybody's listening, go check out the new Facebook page that Dan set up. Yeah, uh, Dan Central uh, set up a. a God, I'm seeing this now and I can't remember the body name of it, but um, I'll put a link below on the, the YouTube and when this goes on YouTube, if anybody wants to join that group, um, it's all about um, posting collabs that you might have done or or even getting together to do collabs with fellow tubers in the future. So definitely check that out. Yeah, because collabs are the future. Lots of we've got love a collab. Yeah. Trying to find the address. Yeah. Trying to find the address for it. Yeah. It's gone. It's disappeared. YouTube sharers, is it? Oh, I don't know. I've lost it. But anyway, it's there. You'll find it. Yeah. You'll I'll, find it. I'll, I'll find a link to the group and I'll post it on the, on the YouTube version of this. And uh, if you want to join that, then I'm sure Dan will be pleased to see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, shall we wrap it up? Mm. It's, uh, yeah. It's probably, probably about 20 to 12 at night, so... <laughs> Yeah. Me games. I've done me games. Uh, me too. Okay. Thank you very much for um, for coming on once again and uh, being the first in this uh, new format. Would I invite guests back to pick ten games from their system, uh, their, their system of choice? I should say. Um, Absolute pleasure. Yeah, and it's been uh, education in parts as it always is to myself. <laughs> as Vinnie um, Jones said, it, it's been emotional. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've learnt more about. Um, about gaming, I mean, don't, I mean, I I know a lot about gaming, but oh, well, not compared to you guys, but I've learnt, anyway. What I'm trying to say is, I've learnt so much about gaming. <laughs> You're blabbering now. <laughs> yeah, since uh, since I started doing this show, so there you go. Any closing thoughts? Um, no, no, really. I just yeah, that was just my yeah. Uh, the, the, that that ten selection there is kind of yeah. it's an it's it's a kind of wax nostalgia most of it um, but I think if you know we're trying to th- you try and put yourself in the position of this fictitious island and you think what what arcades would I want to enjoy um, for you know retrospective eternity as it were and I think I think yeah, I could name a several others that I, I, I shortlisted you know Daytona being one of them I think um, 
I missed a 3D fighter. I was thinking about putting a 3D fighter in there, and it would have been it would have been Tekken three, uh, Tekken three probably. Is that an arcade yeah. though? I don't know. I think it was. Well, yeah, one of the Tekkens. Anyway, the Tekken yeah. arcade. Um, I really <clears> enjoyed <throat> that. And um, what other? I did shortlist a few others as well. WrestleFest was down there. I think I, I it was one yeah. I really liked. I really did, I did like enjoy that. WrestleFest. I did actually play that one in arcade for for enough. Yeah, that was really good. Um, Shinobi, I liked. And, of course, a couple of the the, the classics like Double Dragon and Dragon Ninja I thought of as well. Uh, But um, I was never any good at them. (laughs) Ghost and Ghouls worth a mention. Ghost and Ghouls is definitely worth a mention, always worth a mention, as as is um, uh, Splathouse as well. That's always fun. So. Ghost and Goblins. Okay. Oh, Golden Axe. Golden Axe. God, I'm Golden going Axe. off, right? Yeah. Golden Axe. Okay, I'll stop. Okay. I, I better stop you there. It's yeah. just going to be kind you, of you'll you'll set me off. Yeah, you'll <laughs> yeah. set me off. Yeah. My, my closing thoughts are, um, thank you for those of you that made it to the end. Uh, if you're listening back on YouTube, for example, uh, I'm talking about you, Smooth MG, Gashead, and uh, Razzmatazz Raz, because I know you guys are always listening. So if you made it to the end, thank you again for uh, listening through a marathon um Desert Island Games. So oh, I'll bid you good you night. So Not good at all. Right. <laughs> Come on, give us your signature sign out, Mr Novabug. Well that's um Novabug out. <laughs> <laughs>